Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 534 for the week of March 7, 2020. I'm Chris Privetier. I'm here to bring you the RPG news and upgrade my template to not say 2019 instead of 2020. It almost caused me to get confused. But it's okay. I've got a team of people here to keep me on track and remind me of all my mistakes. Um, actually, no, there's just one person here for that. Anna Marie. You got married. Yeah, that's right. You got married. Wait. No? Okay. I'm supposed to remind you of all your mistakes. That's that's not the... That's the only thing I've done right, Anna. Aww. Kelly Ryan is here. Uh, Keeping track of all of your potholes. That's right. Yep. Josh Carpenter here to keep track of all my wood holes. I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> How's your cat doing? Big hole? Uh, quiet right now. We'll see how long that, that lasts. Uh, go check your bookshelves. <laughs> I saw a thing this week on the TikToks where a cat was like totally emptying a bookshelf of manga and then sitting in it and just looking very pleased with itself. Like, this is my place now. And I thought of your cat. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. Make himself a book fort. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even go on the books, just goes on the bookshelf. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. All right. Peter Thomas. Here to keep track of your uh, unnecessary gaming Yes, <laughs> like me downloading Magic the Gathering Arena that I'm never going to play. Hey, that game is good. I know, that's what I hear. Um, <sighs> if, you, if you buy the physical card decks, you get a code for the digital card deck in the game. So it's like Pokemon. So, so I have like about a dozen card decks that I'm never going to play physically, but I love playing them in Arena. All right. <laughs> oh, I hear a kitty. I hear a kitty. Yeah, there's a cat around. There's Go a figure. cat around. Did someone say knocking over a bookshelf? Or dogs. I don't know. And then finally, embargoed is Alex. Yeah. Why are you even here? You can't talk about anything. Still, so. All right. I'm standing stand here. All right, cool. <laughs> you probably wouldn't hear me very often. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here. Are you trying to kick your editor-in-chief off the show? No. Okay. We did that last week. <laughs> or the weeks before. We weren't here last week. Well, two weeks ago. He was like, I'm here if you need me. And I'm like, totally ignored that message. Because <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> like, I'm like, not on And purpose. when I was done, it was like, well, we had plenty of people, so it was okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I said that because I was quite happy with not being there. I, I assumed <laughs> so. I assumed if you really were bugged by it, you would have said something. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with what we've been playing. I'm going to go because I played and finished a game that wave of surprise wash over you plague tale innocence i played it i finished it i loved it is that the rat game that's the rat game i love the rat oh, game i can't wait the, for more of the rat game there's gonna be more parts Yay. it's like it looks fun but man that whole rat creepy crawly thing just unsettles me oh man i love the rats and you get to manipulate the rats it's great like aim lights at them make them go eat people Wonderful. Yeah, that's the part that kind of unsettles me because that's one of my irrational fears. Ah, well, you shouldn't play that then. <laughs> um, and a dog does get killed by rats pretty early. Oh. On, so that would be bad for you too. So, yeah. So you'd need to know that going in. Very, like, tutorial level, dog getting killed. Okay? Just so you know. Are cats fine? Are they uh, even cats? No cats even show up. Okay, I'm Which good with that. Which is surprising, like, with all the rats, you'd think... 
I guess. Well, the rats are carrying the plague, so the cats probably all died off screen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, couple horses, a lot of hogs with accurately rendered genitals, which was weird. Um, what? Yeah. It, they did the Red Dead on the pigs in that game. It was weird. Oh. Okay. Also, all the pigs were guys. So, yeah. Is that a phrase? Hogs balls? Is that like, is that a British phrase? Probably not, right? N- n- no. Bees knees, hogs balls. <laughs> no. Is that a title for the show now? Probably. Yes, not. <laughs> maybe. I wrote it down. <laughs> I like scroll down. It is already there. I'm like, whoa, someone's on top of this. Well, moving on. Um, I, I would say I really like Plague Tale Innocence. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, it's a cinematic action adventure. So think your your Laura Croft T. Tomb Raider y uncharted sort of things where you're running around doing things and seeing story and, and having feels. Um no shooting in this game. It's a lot of stealth hiding. Oh wait, there is shooting. You have a sling. Duh. It's just not shooting with guns. So you have a sling, you have some alchemy potions, you've got some um uh environmental manipulation and some stealth and so every stage is kind of a puzzle as to how you use those elements to get around or distract people or deal with people who notice you um i found it was really fun it was the right tension level um there are some encounters that are very frustrating because i think they were laid out in a way that you were supposed to figure out an order to do things that is not what you're going to think of by any sensible manner and then have to like just fail a few times until you kind of figure out oh this guy's going to trigger this and then I can do that okay fine um, but other than that um, I enjoyed it and I want to play more of it um, yeah uh, so I recommend it it was on game uh, Game Pass so that's how I did it uh, and other than that I decided hey as long as I'm thinking about PC games that with narrative things and I want to get I don't know why I can't justify this I downloaded and reinstalled and started up a new game of Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition. I put like 65 hours into the original release of Divinity Original Sin 2. And now I was like, I need to go back and finish that. And I went and downloaded it and they're like, hey, do you want to start your old saves on the original version? Or do you want to play the new version? P.S. Your saves won't work. I'm like, well, what does the new version give me? And I'm like, does it really matter? The fact that it's new is enough for me to be like, ooh, I'm playing the shiny one. Um... So, yeah, I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition, and I'm using one of the new things they added, Story Mode, because I want the just an easy romp through Rivalon, or whatever the heck this place is called. And uh, It was subconscious, by the way. Uh, last week, Jonathan talked about Divinity Original right. Sin 1. He, yes. And yes. it planted in your brain, and now you're playing so it. So he was talking about it, and I heard about it in a couple other podcasts in one way or another, and yeah, you're totally right. It was people talking about that game. Yeah, that's right. The Gaming Observer podcast we listen to every day, Anna, he's playing Divinity Original Sin 2 with his friend. And so between oh, that and Kato. Jonathan, yeah. yep, I, it's been subconsciously influencing me to be like, I should go finish that. And then I should play Pathfinder Kingmaker, because a friend at work liked that. And so I'm trying to play all the PC RPGs, which is probably a stupid idea but hey if i play them on super the easy baby mode maybe i can get through them quickly also they added a bunch of mods like popular community mods they're taking and building them into the base game and just seeing like hey you want these we're adding them they call them gift bags into Divinity originals into definitive edition man that title's too long so you can turn on things like um everyone can talk to the animals instead of having to take the talent point to talk to the animals because like it's 
so one of the best parts of divinity always get that talent by the way um you want to hear sheep making fun of you it's important um and then do they tell you they're bad at the game yeah they yeah they they told me to get off their hay um told me to i'm i wanted some wool and they're like you didn't even bring shears with you did you and it's like oh well you're right um and stuff like that so the yeah so that's good uh, I've got a very confused cat following me around right now, and I have a squirrel riding a resurrected cat skeleton riding around with me. Squirrel, <laughs> sir, sir, Lias, sir, something or other. It's a. It was a thing that they promoted when the definitive edition came out, and I don't really remember what the story about that was. But it's weird. Uh, he's basically like a Don Quixote sort of figure. So this squirrel is um, chasing around the giants, aka normal people, because he's small, and. Uh, Things are happening. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, uh, other things that make it easier. Lots of... I've got additional action points during my turn and auto-sorting of inventory stuff and all that sort of good things. So, uh, some nice bonuses. It's not a perfect interface improvement, but uh, um, other than that, I've been trying to figure out what's different about the game, but then I realized like that whole difficulty mode I'm on now wasn't in the original game. So, um, that's probably one of the best parts that I'm benefiting from and don't realize it very easily yet because i'm early on in the game so i'll see if I, i'll let you know next time if i stick with that but uh that's all i got i know that's kind of boring um who wants to go next i think a good chunk of a oh sorry i think let anna go first and then we can talk about what the big good chunk of us played oh right 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 yeah because right. i played things that no one else did right okay anna so it's been a couple of weeks um dragon quest of the stars came out while we were not podcasting because my family was here. And, oh boy, did I get into that. I think I've played about 60 hours of it. Holy cow. <laughs> so, I, I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten into it yet. I, have, I downloaded it, but I just did the tutorial. I have played the entire main story that is currently available. I have finished every event, both single player and multiplayer. I have finished every single map that's currently available. I have um, two characters that are almost level 50 in their advanced job, which means they're at least they're at least level 50 in two other jobs. And I have a third character that I'm working on, like their fifth base job, and it's, I think, level 70 or something like that. I've been playing the crap out of that game. This is your Pokemon Masters to me. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's an easy game to pick up and play while you're having conversations. So like my family was here and we were talking and we were interacting with my two nephews and it was like, all right, pick up the phone, do a mission, put it back down. All right, let's read Emerson. Hey, I'm not changing his diaper so I can pick up the phone, play a mission and then put it back down. Emerson. Auto battle for the win. Emerson being your nephew. Yes. I have two nephews, Grayson and Emerson, and I am forever mixing up their names. But yes. And so I should probably be playing my review game, which is um, um, Snack World. But I decided I still needed a little bit of a break from that. So I started <laughs> playing Murder by You Murders. don't like that it's game. It's that good. <laughs> <sighs> the gameplay loop is satisfying. Nothing else about that game is. If the gameplay loop was that satisfying, you'd be playing it more. So I, I don't know that I believe you. I dislike the localization and the crafting is very frustrating. Uh-huh. But if the gameplay is fun, who cares? Mm. I think you're missing... I think you're not 
telling us about the full story of that gameplay loop. Is it's, it crafting required and stuff? And so you hate doing it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I talked about this a little bit, but um, there is fashion that is like deeply ingrained into this game. And so every day a brand, a color and a style will be popular. And the more you wear of each, um, the better the drops are and the drops are what let you craft. So you have to craft a bunch of stuff to make sure you have enough color options and fashion options and style options. And then you can get more crafting materials, which seems very backwards. It's kind of frustrating. And so, um, yeah, otherwise you just have to run the dungeons over and over and over again. Oh, this is the one with the poop cream. Yeah. Right. Yeah, ex- <sighs> most extreme moisturizer number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> extreme spelled with a capital X. Yeah, great. That's the start yeah. of the Snack word. World. Except the number two is literally a number two. You go and beat up yeah, the crap. No, I, we, we get it. Yeah. We're good. Thanks. Can we like... Uh... How long till you finish this? I'm pretty sure I'm in the last chapter, so I just probably just need through. to. Yeah, I probably just need to put my nose to the grindstone. But I am enjoying the hell out of Murder by Numbers. Not too bad. It's like what if you took the Ace Attorney games and when you investigated, every time you found something, you had to do a Picross puzzle. I need to play this. You do need to play this. It is excellent. The writing is really witty. Um, I never feel like I'm stuck and don't really know what to do, which happens a lot when I play Ace Attorney games, especially the older Ace Attorney games. Um, new ones are better. Um, and so, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it's about a lady that she's she's a, a co-star in a murder mystery TV show, and she gets fired, and then her boss is killed. And she has a robot called Scout, all capitals, S-C-O-U-T. And Scout is... Um, Scout is sure a thing. I have no what idea where he came. He came from the dump. I have okay. no idea why he was in the dump. Why is he He's only you? partially working. He went into your purse to help you find your keys. And your first Picross puzzle is actually a tampon. He didn't find your keys. No. So Scout, so the Picross puzzle is kind of an interface into his intelligence? Yes. Okay. So he's identifying the things that he finds. You can't just look at them? Well, no, because his interfa- his in- interface is identifier Im- interface is damaged. Okay, well, why can't he just hand you the thing and have you identify? Well, it? that's not as interesting. Okay, great, great, got it. All right, because you gotta this? pick off somehow. Um, I shoot. Um, they've done other things, and I forget the name of the company. <clears throat> no, not the movie. Um, media tonic. Yeah, had a full boyfriend. Okay, I was gonna say this looks like uh, a recent adventure game style. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, no. The the music's definitely Phoenix Wright. Same composer. Oh yeah, they have the Phoenix Wright composer. Yeah. Uh, I need to play this now. (laughs) Um, that's also the company that did like that um Castle Crashers spiritual successor called Foul Play. Okay. You're in a guy and you're you're in people in very dapper outfits. Yeah. It's very steampunky. Yeah. So Devolver does like all of their publishing, so they're fun. They do fun games and I'm really addicted. So I finished the first case before the podcast this morning and I will probably spend the whole weekend playing this and then do a write up for the week for during the week. 
So please stay tuned for an adventure corner. Alex is quietly shuddering in the background. Please be excited. <laughs> no, he has to proof all my adventure corners. And sometimes I write so many in a row. He's like, don't post this today. <laughs> Maybe you should go finish Snack World, Anna. I will. If you don't finish Snack World, Alex has full permission to remove you for the reviews crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> because Anna's a good reviewer. <laughs> I I have still flunked out a fewer games than some of our other reviewers, so there. But you're working to catch up. Back me up here, Alex. I don't hear anything coming from Alex. I'll back you up. I, I think you better finish. Alex. <laughs> right? Yes. Please. No, he knows Maybe. how to stay quiet. Oh, maybe. <laughs> That's his job is to motivate you and to say you're fine is not going to be very motivating. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So. Someone other so, than embarrassed me talk, please. Okay. Well, um, the three of us on the cast have played the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Yeah. Yeah, um, so how'd that go? I loved it. Is it just the E3 <clears throat> demo? Do we know? Yeah, it is. Wow. Is it okay. exactly? I heard some that it was like slightly more than the one. So it's the it, if nothing else, it is the same demo that I played at PAX, which was okay. which is an E3 Plus demo. So, yeah. like, I don't think the E3 demo had the voice acting for Jesse in yet, but the demo that I played at PAX definitely did. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they added something more in, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't want to make a new demo. So No, it's, um, it's you go into the, so you have the big street sort of zoom up thing, and then you go almost straight into the reactor. Hey, I want to hear from the people who play the demo. <clears throat> I'm if they disagree so with me, they can chime in. No, no. I mean, it's it's basically the first bombing mission, and it stops when the reactor explodes, and there is a definite like the bomb just kind of goes off on a poof, but then Shinra like makes it look like it was much worse than it actually was, so they could basically make a scapegoat out of um, Avalanche, which is much different from the original. I don't think the original played out like that at all. Okay, I was going to ask, because I didn't remember. Yeah, I, like, I think it was like supposed to be original. implied in the original game, but that yeah. never... I think it got lost in localization. Uh, plenty of stuff got lost. <laughs> oh, this guy are sick. It was made pretty clear in this one. Um, yeah, I feel like Shinra is like in in the original. It's not you, like you hear of them, but you don't actually start seeing them until much later. Well, and for a long time, Shinra just kind kind of comes across as a bumbling corporation. Um, and yeah. it is until really late in the game you realize, wow, these guys are pretty freaking evil. And no, in in the Final Fantasy VII remake, it's like from the start they are the evil dudes, oh, very yeah. clearly the evil dudes. And yeah, um, I, I originally wasn't going to play this because I kind of didn't want to. Um, well, I, would the original bombing mission be so short? Being so short, I was like, man, I'm just going to be done with this demo in a heartbeat and they actually i don't want to say pat it out but kind of make it a little bit more interesting well they make it into uh, a tutorial yeah yeah and um I, I had a lot of fun with it though i 
the, there's a bit where you have to go through some lasers and I kept messing up the timing and when you do that Jesse gets more and more amused at how much of a dumbass you are <laughs> uh, I just watched a video I'm streaming this if you're in the chat room live at twitch.tv gamer I just streamed a video comparing the um, the demo with the 2015 PlayStation press conference trailer. And mm -hmm. now we've got one comparing the demo with the original game. <laughs> cool. It's been improved actually, a bit. That's yeah. actually really yeah. cool. And the one thing that I will say is I love all of the little attention to detail that goes into this game. Like... Um, while you're inside of the Mako reactor, you can actually see like where the raised line of the Mako used to be. You don't get to choose your name here. No, they nope. took it away. Yeah, yeah you're no. Cloud. Deal with it. They have All to right. voice act it. So <laughs> they um, did it with Titus. <laughs> I, I appreciated all of the little details, like on when you first go into the train station, seeing all the signs and stuff. There's like a bomb poster and a hair tonic advertisement, and just all, all kinds of cool stuff in the little train station. I I'm, I spent the majority of this demo just kind of looking around at stuff and seeing what I could smash with God's Buster Sword. That was fun. I, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the video I posted of the cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, I spent a good majority of the demo just running through the crates that can be knocked over. Mm -hmm. um, and there's actually a line that Barrett says to you. He's asking about uh, Cloud's class. and uh, Or he's asking about Cloud's age, rather. And Cloud responds that he's first class. And he makes a reference that says, maybe your class is your age. And as he says that, I ran through like a giant thing of red barrels. And I'm like, no. Not one. <laughs> I was surprised when I hit the cardboard boxes and they just exploded in a rain of cardboard boxes. And I had to share that bit on using the share button because that made me laugh my ass off. And also knocking over like road cones and stuff. And yeah, I also love Barrett's little speech about uh, Shinra sucking out the Mako even when you take a dump. <laughs> My favorite part is like, um, so the elevator scene wasn't in the PAX demo, but I have seen film of it. And Barrett's going on and on about how they're sucking the lifeblood out of the planet. And surely you can hear the planet crying out. And Cloud's like, you can really hear that? And Barrett's like, of course I do. No, he and, says, damn straight I can. Yeah. And then <laughs> Cloud very casually goes, get help. <laughs> so the writing's good. The writing yeah. is really yeah. snappy. Yeah. Um, uh, Jesse also makes a comment about how Cloud's easy on the eyes. I don't know if you guys stuck around for that little banter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait for this game. When's it going to be April? <laughs> and I, I mean, have to say... Oh, sorry, um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just uh, as a fan of Breaking Bad, I love that Matt Jones is the voice of uh, Wedge. <laughs> it Who was like, he... I, I heard him. He was Badger in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, his voice is so distinct, and I heard him talk, and I'm like, oh, God, it's him. So Wedge is the chunky one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's basically playing the same character. Yeah, pretty cool. much. That's what I said. It was like you couldn't have cast somebody more fitting for this voice. <laughs> it's like it's perfect. 
Yeah, I I had to laugh when Cloud kind of left him hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, combat felt really good, too. I was really impressed moving from, you know, a traditional turn-based to an action RPG. You can lose a lot of, uh, I don't know, that feeling that you get when you play a a turn-based RPG, that, I guess, that grind. But it, it did really well with, I guess, transitioning over and... The switch between um, operator mode and whatever the other one's called now. Domination or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. remember. Um, It feels good. It doesn't feel like you just powered up your sword and have, you know, more power behind it. It's, you know, your your whole stance changes. You can't move as fast. And your your hits feel more potent. Um, So I, I really enjoyed a lot of the combat. Um, what difficulty did you guys play on? Uh, easy. So, so did you just have, Wait, what did, did you, you play on, with Kelly? The boss? I played on easy. Okay, um, so easy, easy, normal is what yeah. I hear? Okay. So what, did you have difficulty with the boss fight, Peter? Because I've heard a lot of people playing on normal said that that boss fight was hard. He was, yeah. So I, I, I'd say my only gripe with the demo is, and I knew this watching the trailers, is that the boss feels very spongy. So you just sit there and you mash forever until you can get to, you know, that over state. What is it called? Um, stagger them. Or stagger. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, staggering. Um, and then you can actually do some significant damage. So I never like mechanics like that. That never really sits well with me. But um, he hits hard. Uh, so the the entire time, and this is, I guess, uh, to its merit. So when you play a game uh, that's a traditional RPG, you have to worry about you know healing and things like that, and you have the time to think about that stuff. But in an action RPG, you don't really get that opportunity. Um, but this game kind of forces you to still behave like it's a turn-based RPG. So uh, if you don't heal with potions or cure or something like that, you will die um, very quickly. And, you know, it, it keeps you kind of on your toes so that you're not just standing there mashing square up against the legs of, but you know. But don't games usually not make you do that in action systems because it's not fun? Um, I didn't think it took away from okay. what I was doing. So uh, one of the things that, and they, they showcase this both in the trailer and the demo, is that when you're in any menus, the game actually isn't stopped. It's just slowed down a whole bunch. So if your character is like auto attacking or something like that, he'll still do that. Can you pause? Um, you can, but then you can't do anything. Sure, but um, you can think. Yeah, you yes. can pause it to think. Yeah. Um, but I, I never felt like I was overwhelmed. Like the speed of the game being moved up to an action game has not, it didn't stop me from thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed by anything. If anything, I had a harder time just remembering my buttons because, you know, it's so quick uh, as far as like they tell you, hey, this does this, this does this. So I'm sure that with time and playing the game, you know, you'll get accustomed to what does what. But I can't tell you how many times I pressed um, X to try and attack instead of square. And it just kept opening and shutting my menu. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I wish I could change. I hope in the retail that you can change the um, assignments because that was driving me up the wall. Yeah, I did that a few times myself. How'd you like how they incorporated the uh, the <clears throat> the the? Oh, geez, my mind just went blank. The uh, over limit stuff. So 
Uh, I'd say the only thing that made me sad about it is that you cannot do a limit break. It seems like outside of a boss battle. Um, yeah. But, you know, I get it. They probably wanted to make it so that it feels like that's a special thing that you can only do at certain times, which is what limit breaks were in the original. Um, but you could limit break, you know, during traditional battles. So I kind of wish that was persistent and you could, you know, have it building up through little battles and, you know, have it ready to go during a boss. But, um, yeah, I was, I was kind of right in the middle with it. I like some pieces of it and some pieces I'm, I didn't care for. Um, what did bug me though, is that items take up your ATB gauge. Uh, yeah that i i don't like at all items it's a little weird when you start and you can't use an item you actually have to yeah. do some attacks before you can do anything like that yeah if i'm if i'm dangerously low to health like i get it for magic because magic should just be kind of used when you you know think about it but if i'm dangerously low to health like i don't want to risk myself trying to build up my atb gauge um to use a potion so that's when that, you switch to your partner Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what I wasn't doing enough of. I feel like I only switched when the, you know, the battle necessitated it. No, there's a lot of strategy in switching, so. Uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did notice that with the ATB gauge, though. Uh, Your ATB gauge does not build up at all, really, if you are not playing that character. So there have been a few times where I was playing as Cloud and wanted to use, like, Barrett has, I think, the cure spell um, and tried to use it. He's, his ATB gauge is not there. And I'm looking at him like, we've been in this battle for, like, five minutes, bro. Where's your ATB? <laughs> Get your crap together, Barrett. Yeah, and, like, you're sitting there talking all this shit towards Cloud and uh, you're not doing anything. Um, but I... I appreciated the uh just the more of the aesthetic appeal of it um god the, it's amazing looking yeah mm-hmm. looks really good and i love jesse and uh biggs um glow up that's what i've been calling it so they went from these like polygonal you know not so defined characters to uh you know i i'm okay if if cloud decides to ditch uh Aerith and tifa and just goes for jesse yeah, how many, it, how many people does he need? We don't need Cloud to be a player. If if the game stays true to the original, I wouldn't get too attached to them two, yeah. them three. Yeah, that's true. Just don't get attached to anybody. Yeah. Anybody you yeah, like, they're gonna be gone. Yeah, that, that that nice girl, pink girl at the beginning, opening beginning. I hope that she's okay. I guarantee oh, you. It is, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. They're gonna change that. I guarantee you they're going to add away. After 20 years or whatever many, 97, what is it, 30 years, 25 years? I can't do maths. There's going to be a way. It's finally happening. Because it'll be the third, is it going to be the third game or the second game, you think, that that happens during? Well, I mean. I think the second game, and then they're going to add a DLC for the third game post-release that it's the, the bringer back. Oh, God. Or maybe you have to replay it as... New game, Enhanced Plus, Special Flower Edition. And then, you know, if you carry special this flower, flower if you carry this flower from the beginning of the game to the to the point where it happens, uh, things will go different. <laughs> well, she has to come back to life so that she can end up in the Kingdom Hearts world. 
<laughs> yes, that's how it works, Kelly. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Kelly nailed it. Indeed, I did. <laughs> but I guarantee you it's DLC. You have to pay money for it. <laughs> 100%. Maybe I'm a little cynical about Square Enix, so whatever. <laughs> well, with good reason. Oh, this button pressing stupid thing. They got oh. rid of that, thank God. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about I'm that I'm so crap. bad at that. <laughs> Just watching videos of the original. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, to me, brings up bad memories like lightning dodging does. <laughs> It's like I watch it and I immediately want to crawl under my desk, start quivering. Yeah, I, I you know, I kind of wish that the demo was long enough to see like what summons would look like. And I know that's unrealistic to ask for, but there's so much more now that I want to see. Um, you know, I'm I'm one of those people who is a huge advocate that Final Fantasy seven might have been good for its time, but sucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, troll wise, and, and I get always sucked. Always yeah, sucked. Oh, sorry, what I say? Oh, what's going on? I get I get reamed for it. I mean, Final Fantasy fans just like you know they adore uh, seven. Uh, it's you know it's a meme at this point, but yeah, you're right. Um, this this actually I think redeems it a lot. I think they did a really solid job with putting this together and keeping the original feel while making it new. And uh, right. adequate for uh, adult gamers because. Uh, but is, I, is Barrett still racist? I uh, didn't see I mean, that. No, I mean, not like, is the portrayal mis- of Barrett racist? Is my question. They really uh, toned him down. He's okay. still kind of bombastic, bombastic, but not in the over-the-top Mr. T way. All yeah, right. he's no longer Petey the Foo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So did, did did you guys do thirty minutes or twenty minutes for the timer? Twenty. Does it matter? I think I did thirty. Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, you get an extra little scene oh, with Sephiroth if you do twenty. Wait, what? Ah. Like as a post demo cinematic yeah. or as yeah. a thing so in the I, game? Okay. Yeah, it was the end. Uh, I will tell you that I did twenty minutes, um, and like I said, I played on normal, and I did it. I probably finished in seven. So yeah, it's, oh, it's more doable. than yeah, it's more than enough time. And the original game was 10. And I don't even yeah. think it ticked on normal seconds, but yeah. Well, I mean, as you're running out, you're like battling stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they changed that a little too. So, you know, any timers in all the Final Fantasies, I think, always ran no matter what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And in this one, because there's, you know, quite a bit of cutscenes, uh, they do pause it in between oh, any kind of cutscenes. Okay. So. Nice. And I like that they kept the original, like, old diode style of the timer. Yeah, like, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of nods to the LED, uh, original the game. LCD, LCD, not diode, LCD. Whatever. No, it looks like it looks like an old catheter tube. Uh, did I? Yeah, it looks like one of those old tube clocks. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look it up, but... It looks like a neon light sign. Uh, yeah, but they kept the in the background of the numbers um, that like after image. That yeah, almost burned in. Yep, I love it. Looks yeah. Cool. So I, I, I mean, I cannot wait for this game, and I at first that I was worried about how short it's going to feel because it's just Midgar, but seeing how they kind of expanded on It's going to be 60 hours of just Midgar. (laughs) Yeah. 
but it didn't feel like that. Like I didn't feel even in the demo, I didn't feel like it was pulled out so far that it's like, oh my god, we're still doing this. Um, it it didn't feel like padding. Yeah, yeah. The cutscenes, um, and I'm sure this changes as you move through, uh, are, are a little bit disruptive. Um, you know, you walk ten feet, and there's a cutscene of some soldiers coming down that you have to fight. And then you walk, you know, 15 feet and there's another cutscene of some soldiers coming around. So I'm hoping that they ease up on that a little bit and mm-hmm. just have them, you know, either free roaming around or, or what have you. Um, but again, you know, it's a demo of the very first area that's meant to be a tutorial. So I can see why they did it that way. And I'm because progress doesn't carry over. So I'm glad that this was short enough that when I play this in retail, I'm not going to feel like. Ugh, this yeah. again. Because I hate having to replay stuff like that. Yeah. I, I got to say it worked on me because I came into this with, you know, I have zero nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII, didn't play it then. I've tried three or four different times to play through Final Fantasy VII and never made it more than like 15 hours in. And so I came into this with not a lot of expectation. And man, that demo was really good. I, yeah. I, I really want to pick up the game now. What is the point of a security bot that destroys the thing it's supposed to be protecting? <laughs> it malfunctions. Okay, fine, fine. Oh, and, and the music was all nods to the original game, mm-hmm. but more um, be. orchestrated. <laughs> yeah, they the the remix to these music, uh, the tracks that they have, was really good. Um, I, you know. I've played a lot of remakes where they kind of just bump it up a little. So 10 is a good example of that where they've changed it a little bit, but the premise is all pretty much the same. This they've taken them and pretty much overhauled the entire, uh, soundtrack and it's done really, really well. Um, The one thing I noticed though, is that I don't think the boss fight was still more fighting. If it was, they changed it a lot. Uh, it was in part of the battle. Um, okay. I want to say it was either right when you start or like towards the last phase of it. Um, they do have it in there somewhere. Uh, okay. Same with the the regular battle music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed up. the re- yeah I noticed the regular battle music, but it was hard for me to pick out uh, still more fighting in the boss music. And I'm I'm hoping retail has like a really pumped up version of that tune. Right. Yeah, I, I, t- I told a buddy of mine at work, um, I said, you know, if you stripped off the Final Fantasy name and just made this, you know, some standalone game, it, it stands solid on its mm-hmm. own. Um, you know, the nostalgia definitely helps for some, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, Josh, you were saying you, you barely have any kind of, uh, you know, feelings for this game and it still was great. And I, I would agree. I think that it doesn't need to have a Final Fantasy name to be a good game, and I think it's going to be. What I'm curious about is when if Josh does get this at retail, if he's going to, when this ends, if he's going to feel fulfilled or not. Hmm. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. I have some questions for you. Okay. First question. Did Sephiroth always have cat eyes? Um... You know what I mean? He's got vertical Uh, slit eyes now, apparently. I think so. Okay. Two. Is disc is game two just gonna be golden saucer? (laughs) Seventy hours of golden saucer. 
I would be okay with that. And would I yeah, played that snowboarding was, would game be okay with that? <laughs> no, th- what they need to do is they just need to cut and paste Gold Saucer from 14 and stick it there and oh. everything will be okay. Well, yeah, but okay. How about go even further? Make it even more glitzy and balanced for not an MMO economy. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious where they're going to have what all game two is going to entail. I'm really curious. I'm curious at what 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 exactly they're going to stop with at this one because well, if you notice in that in that one trailer where you were fighting Genova, it'll it'll you know it's going to conf- it's going to culminate in Cloud confronting Sephiroth in Cloud City. Cl- Sephiroth cuts off Cloud's hand and asks him to join him, and he rejects him, and then uh, we get the dark middle chapter and wait for the third movie. And uh, Red 13 and the Ewok show up. Well, as long as they're doing, you know, that trilogy and not the most recent trilogy, (laughs) I'm okay with that. I will (sighs) say, playing this game, you will notice, uh, and it just reminded me when I was watching whatever you're watching, uh, Chris, but everybody looks very sweaty. Everybody looks very sweaty. Everybody's skin glistens. uh, Mm -hmm. And in certain lights, you can see it better than others. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's okay. very sweaty. If we're talking graphics, uh, I watched a, a good video uh, the other day from Eurogamer, uh, or uh, what's it called, Digital Foundry. And um, they had done an analysis of the game and like found it's a locked 30 frame rate the entire time. Like It never dips, and that's pretty awesome because you don't usually mm. see that nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. That's on both PS Pro and PlayStation. Uh, the only difference is the resolution, so... They target a 1080p on the regular, and they target like uh, nearly two, uh, nearly 4K on the on the pro. Um, it's looking like they've really optimized this thing, and it's going to perform really well, which is really exciting to me because it feels like Square Enix is doing like the thing we used to always think of Square Enix doing: pushing all the power out of the console and having pretty graphics and making it look pretty and be good. And so that made me a little yeah. excited. I don't think I noticed a single slowdown, no matter what was going on. Lots of elements on the screen, um, but I didn't see anything that would indicate that it was getting choppy. I do have one disappointment, though, and that's finding out that Red 13 is not actually playable in this part. Yeah, but is that really just He's in. He's just a guest character. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I have hope that all of the characters are going to be playable in the next part. Can you pet the the red 13 since we don't know if it's a cat or a dog (laughs) he's a cat sure let's go with yes (sighs) can you pet the 13 can you can you even say hi to the cat she do they show up in this uh yes and no depending on your point of view (laughs) all right fair enough This ends with leaving Midgard, so like all that's done, right? Well, we don't know. We're, well, I mean, that's we know about when it should end, right? I, what... I would say so, but we don't know how. Yeah, yeah. All right. So hmm. we'll see. Right. We'll know in a month. Which means no Vincent in this one. No. And no Yuffie. No Sid either. No Sid. Okay. Cool. So just you're gonna have I'm, a handful of characters I'm really be stuck with them the whole time. Bleep him out. You think they'll maybe they'll make like Jesse and and stuff playable instead? No, I want the original characters. But they like you need some characters, more characters to choose from in this game, 
And since they're going to die anyway, just, you know, whatever. Um, spoiler alert. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thought we were, we were past well, Remember, that. Josh hasn't played this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't beaten. Yeah, because because nobody figured that out from your. Don't yeah. get too attached to them. Because <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go on a pop star singing tour of the world, of course, and they can't stay in your party. It's a good sure. Idea. That's what happens in seven two. Yeah, seven two. <laughs> they go singing. Can I do for you? What's interesting too about, and this will probably be the last thing I mention on it, is that I will be very curious to see if this game ends up being three discs as a nod to the original. <laughs> three Blu-rays just like three Blu-ray discs <laughs> worth of content. That'll be a download code. You just download the whole thing. Three download codes. Or if codes. you're safe, three download codes. Safe that's your nod. Transfer. Well, the one thing is, it's taken so long. It's going to be weird to what what they do with the next few ones, since this one's starting out on PS4. How they're going to manage that, you know, on PS5? Uh, and, uh, I think PS5 is going to go like what Xbox, and it's just going to be like, it's a gentle change. Everything works on both. Well, and yeah. unlike the PS3, there's nothing really stopping the PS5 from being PS4 backwards compatible. No. Right. By the way, this is your one-month uh, reminder to clear up 100 gigs so you can install Final Fantasy VII. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You have a month to go I, clean that up. I did have to clean the fridge the other day. <laughs> That's going to be your fridge. job this weekend, isn't it, Chris? No, Cleaning we have the, the room. We have room? Okay. Yeah, we got the room. I purged my PS4 down a bit. Ah, oh, okay. I can't believe I already filled up a terabyte on that. But it was a lot of it was PS Plus games. It's not that hard. I'm still rocking on a 500 gigabyte drive. I just delete the game data when I'm done with it. Your save data still saves, doesn't it? Or yep. Still... Okay, good. Yep, stays there. So you get to play as Aerith in this demo? No. 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 So just where does all it. this footage come no. from? Whatever, yeah, whatever you're watching is well yeah, beyond the demo. Probably from like trailers and stuff like okay. the next... Hmm. Uh, also, one, one one more thing. Bringing up playing as Bear, I do like that switching between characters has a strategic value. That you use Barrett to um, hit things at long range versus Cloud for up front. I like it when games give your side characters purpose. Just throwing that out there. There you go. Um, yeah, it's going to be a long month. And was it just me, or can you see the materia socketed in his yeah. weapon? Okay. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah you Both can see Materia in everybody's weapons now. All right, cool. All right. Time to end Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, because I'm just going to end up gushing about it for another hour, and we've got other stuff to talk about. All right. Like what, you Kelly? You dated aliens, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I, 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 uh, t- I totally had sex with Garrett. How'd you think about that <laughs> ending of Mass Effect 2, Kelly? Um... I love the final boss. The final boss was so cool looking. You are the only one. Well, why? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. That was a that was a thing. Then I, what can I tell okay. you? Nobody was satisfied with that boss and how oh, just I... the story justification for it. It felt anticlimactic. It was, in one sense, dumb. But I understand that you appreciate it. 
but also I then loved it. It, it was just so felt cool like looking. copying Terminator and like a, just so weird. <laughs> I, well, I was okay with that because they built up a, these Reapers as just these monstrous robotic abominations, and then you have this huge robotic abomination with like laser eyes, and he looks like the Terminator. And you know, I really like the Terminator series anyway. It's one of my favorite movies, even though it makes me ugly cry at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just love that whole aesthetic and the the buildup and the tension that my characters were going to die, even though I followed a guide and did everything. Oh, you followed right. a guide. <laughs> yeah. And that is the, the only correct word all I did was replay it a couple times till I figured it out because, you know, I wanted to puzzle it out, but I had a feeling and, you could do it. <laughs> and then I told the elusive man to go F himself yeah. when he wanted me to salvage all that stuff. And now in three, he's mad at me apparently. And don't, no, don't worry about that. You weren't going to okay. work with him in the third one, no matter what. So okay, good. <laughs> like a lot of the stuff, it doesn't really matter. I I had a feeling. <laughs> um, it's well, because... what matters is keeping your people alive. That's ma- that does matter because yeah, otherwise I... they can't show up in the next game, right? So yeah, I had a feeling because when the import, like the only thing from two was like slept with Garrus. I'm like, okay, I guess nothing I did in two really matters. Well, it should have said. Did you do the import to three already? Yeah. And it told you what it what it yeah. imported. It should have been more like that. It should have told you what your decision was with the with the bugs in the first game and who you dated yeah, in the first said, game, who you let live and die in the first game, and so on. I, I think mine was probably so short because pretty much everybody lived. Yeah, that does help. It, except for the it's fish, in, it, it did import more than that. Like I, I guarantee oh. you, it's imported more little things that will come up. Um, assuming you've done all the side quests in the first couple games, uh, you will get some payoff for those. Yeah. Um, press F to pay respects for my fish and my fish tank, though, because apparently yeah. I didn't know that you could get Kelly to yeah, feed them for you. Yeah, you have to ask you. her to do it, yeah. So. You like Kelly? She goes both ways, by the way. Uh, Since no. Obviously, we've determined yeah, I... the only thing that matters in this game is sex. But uh, Yeah, so no, like... I... Yeah. Yeah, I I was incredibly annoyed that like all the female characters, you know, have nudity and stuff, but I don't even get Garrus out of a suit and see that sweet Turian ass, so like that thanks game. Double standard, man. I know. I know, but but boy that uh dirty comment asking about or that dirty comic I did asking about Garrus's anatomy sure went viral on Tumblr. Well, <laughs> viral for me. I was going to post that to the RP Gamer Discord, but then I remembered that we have a uh, PG-13 policy, so... Ooh, ooh. So what did you decide to do with, the, with regards to DLC? <laughs> I skipped over it. Oh, oh, no Lair of the Shadow Broker? Come no. on! You don't get to I, meet the little robot! Oh, that's I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I... <sighs> I'm going to be honest, it kind of felt like homework. And I was just ready to get, get to three... And plus, um, because of the other stuff I'd been playing, I kind of took a break from it and took a break from Mass Effect and wanted to play my other thing that I got. Well, what's that? <laughs> um, Rune Factory 3. Oh. No, I'm sorry, 4. four. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But before we get to that, like back on Mass oh, Effect, I, Mass Effect? I, okay. I started up 3 and it hasn't bit into me yet. I just, to coin a phrase, got my ass off of Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I take it it kind of opens up after you do the mission on the Citadel. Yeah. After that, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
um, reserves. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna open up wide up, and then it's like, okay, yeah. Oh my gosh, this crisis! They're coming. Let's go participate in Hollowvid acting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a thing that you can do. <laughs> so I actually do get to go do uh, oh, core Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah, more or less. Blasto Seven, I think it is. <laughs> it um, it, it, we were watching DS Nine and um. Jake in one of the episodes was complaining about a Klingon opera, and I said, yeah. "Hey, it could be worse. You could be studying Elcor Shakespeare. Shakespeare." And my husband had no idea what I was talking uh, about. But I, I was amused. You were, you were correct. It was funny, Kelly. It's like if Chris and Anna were here, they'd be laughing their ass uh, off. Chris would be. <laughs> Anna, she hasn't played it, so okay. Yep. But, I, I um, think, I think. I could talk Anna into watching me play through Mass Effect once she realized how how kitschy sci-fi it is. Yeah, it it is worth just a watch through Anna because if if you like DS Nine, you'll like this. Oh yeah, I love DS Nine. Yeah, and, and this is why I've been appreciating Mass Effect a lot more because now I am schooled on DS Nine and all that stuff, and now I appreciate Mass Effect. I, I want a, a Star Trek Mass Effect crossover because I want I want Kelly, to see Shepard slap the Ferengi. Finish three. What? Then, finish three. Then let's talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you feel about resurrecting. Maybe, and then if if you really want to put that whole thing to bed forever, try Andromeda. <laughs> okay. I I did see that there's like going to be an omnibus of all the comics coming out in September, which oh, cool. I'm curious about. Because yeah. I do want to read those. But I want to get them all but in like, one package. Kelly, gosh. These DLCs, if you're a fan of these... Ah! I'm watch so them on hard. YouTube or something. Like, you... It's not... It's not you're, you're not offending me. I feel like you are missing out on something you care about having expanded. Because if you're telling I me know. you want to read the comics, you care about the content and the DLCs, in my opinion. But, I know, yeah. I know. I've been having, and part of it too is that I've been having to kind of watch money this month because sure. there was, well, yeah. before um, they canceled the TurboGrafx 16 mini, there was going to be they kind of like, it? I need to, well, no, they postponed it because of the coronavirus. Oh, it was right. supposed to come out the same day as Animal Crossing. So I was kind of like trying not to spend too much on the little stuff and then ended up pre ordering Animal Crossing anyway. But um, hey, you know what? If if you if you're telling me you're gonna give up Mass Effect DLC and go spend a hundred hours in Animal Crossing, who am I to argue with that? That sounds like right. what you should do. You'll have fun. Um, but uh, before that, I've got, I've got another two weeks to play this until Animal Crossing comes out. I have started Rune Factory Four, and oh my god, I can't believe I skipped over this on the 3DS because it is amazing. All right, this is where I get out of the way. Anna, you talk about the I don't know these games, huh? Room Factory I, 4, I started go. a Room Factory 4 on the Switch. Oh, yeah. How is it? Ish. I am loving it, even though it was it was very hard kind of going from a Stardew Valley-oriented <gasps> brain back into Harvest Moon. Wait, is this the Gameplay one where you get loop? to date the monsters? Um, or is that three? No, that was three. Okay. Yeah. You can date the, the monsters that end up being the dungeon masters, but they're not really monsters. They're monster people. Yeah, so I've been trying to date the horse guy because he is very Zundare and I love him. 
but um, he also really likes sashimi, and it's easy to make sh- sashimi, so I've been giving him that every day, and I'm curious if I'm actually going to get him to like me, because he clearly does not like me unless I give him sashimi. I married my butler. <laughs> you played Rune Factory 4? Yeah, on the 3DS. Okay. This is Rune Factory 4 special. I didn't realize you'd actually played it. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish it because I could not get the third arc to trigger. Right. Now, that being said, I've been talking to a few people that got review copies, and most people are able to do it within about two weeks. So okay, good. it sounds like the activation rate for the third arc is markedly increased. Good. So this was the one where it was like ran- had a random element to it? Yeah, so oh, every day like when hometown you... hometown story. Yeah, every day when you woke <laughs> up, it basically rolled a dice, and you had a 35% chance of activating the third arc. <sighs> It was really Ugh. low. And I went like an in-game year of just playing and doing stuff and that, never activated that, the third arc. I'm and pretty at that sure point, that's a like, bug nope. or you were missing a requirement. No, I, I wasn't. I even looked through all the guides and it's like, all right, I did this, this, and this. I should be ready. I mean, and yeah, It, it ain't 35% then. That's more like 3.5%. If yeah. you go a whole year. You can get unlucky. Go, I mean. You can get, yes, but like you're getting near winning a lot, winning the lottery odds of unlucky. All right. Well. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, oh my god, I love this game so much. It made me kind of want to go back to other Rune Factory games I missed out on, like uh, Frontier and Tides, but I heard that those two weren't very good, and uh, I was okay skipping those. But Anna loved so... Tides. I liked oh, Tides. Oh, you did? Oh, I did Never mind, like sorry. Tides. I was trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> I didn't realize you liked it. <laughs> um, I Frontier was okay, but it's got bad pacing. Yeah. Tides is the yeah. one where you have your own Ymir. You have a golem that you run around the ocean on. Yeah. And I was... Do you ever actually farm in Tides? Oh, yeah. You can okay. farm on Ymir. Oh, okay. I didn't get that far. I I got very annoyed that it started out with the golem and not farming. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. That was me being a dumbass, but I also probably got distracted by shiny objects. See, that was when we were still in the apartment and the PS3 was in our bedroom so that uh, the Xbox could be in the living room so that husband and I could game independently of each other and not fight over the TV in the living room. And that's all I remember from that. <laughs> but yeah, I I freaking love her in Factory 4. I'm I don't know if I'm going to be done with it or not by the time Animal Crossing comes out, but at least Animal Crossing is kind of like an hour a day kind of thing. Yeah. From what I hear. So. <sighs> I. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'm chugging through Rune Factory. I'm, I'm at the point where you have to. Well, I don't know if I want to get into spoilers. Um. Something about reviving the Earth Dragon. And I, I beat the third boss in the third dungeon, and you're having to go, like, do stuff. Uh, I'm trying to be vague. I'm sure Anna knows what I'm talking about. I, I think. don't know that any... What I do know what you're talking about, about, and I, I don't... I think it... If you go more, it'll kind of get into spoilers. Uh, I know, I know. I, I just... The chipmunk stole my... Uh, venti tar- charm and I had to chase it through a, the mine where you get emeralds and that's where I am nice okay 
yeah, that's a that's a good way to say it without getting ten in spoilers. But that's where I am. But I've also been kind of like not wanting to do story stuff because I just love farming so much. I All will I say the farming farm. in that game is very satisfying. I, I was worried at first where the farm is that you weren't going to be able to like, well, this is the only plot of land I'm going to get. No, nope. like, no, you can, you can expand it, which makes me happy. And I have a giant chicken that I was disappointed. Didn't make giant eggs. Yeah, no, I mean, you can get, um, animals that do produce, um, farm stuff. So you can get a, a moo moo that makes milk. And I think a little chicken that makes eggs and, um, things that you can shear, but yeah, most of the monsters that you get are for fighting. Monsters are for fighting. Yeah, were you surprised? I was surprised. Totally surprised. Yeah, but yeah, that's where I'm at, and I'm loving it. Peter, do you want to regale us with your complaints about the witness? Sure. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so very rarely I can get uh, my wife to be interested in a game, but sometimes we find those rare gems, and uh, you know, based on the two hundred and some odd hours of Stardew that she's put in and things like that, it's it's always nice uh, to find a game where we can sit down and co-op. And The Witness, even though it's not co-op, it's a lot of fun to sit down and talk about the puzzles and and work them out together. Um, we thought that that would be a great idea for us to co-op, except, uh, we actually don't really like the witness. Um, both of us don't. And I know this goes against a lot of the reviews and things like that, that you'll see, um, people really talk highly of this game and I'm, I'm failing to see why. So <clears throat> the premise behind the witness is, uh, it, it seems to be like it's trying to pull out of portals book where you are kind of put in this area there's not it's it's a very very light story and you you know go through puzzles to progress through the game and at first it starts off pretty standard you know they show you a puzzle and they say you know this is it's very simple and it's like okay I, I get the premise behind how this puzzle worked and I can now you know do the more difficult puzzles in this style and call it a day. Uh, once you get past the tutorial area, though, it opens up into this giant island full of these puzzles. Um, there are different areas that do different kinds of puzzles, um, and it's hard to explain what those puzzles are. So some of them, they're all <clears throat> basically drawing a line from one starting position to the end, and then, you know they have different rules. So some of them are like, keep the white dots on the left side of the line, keep the black dots on the right side of the line, or, you know, group colored paint splotches to be together. And they can't be under the same like grouping or something like that. But when the, the game opens up and puts you into this Island, there's no direction. Um, I, I shouldn't say that there's minimal direction. So if you look along the ground, where the puzzles are kind of linked together by these these cables and that kind of gives you a general idea of where to go um, but they're not always clear and it's not always uh, the definitive way to to progress so we ended up going and you know wandering around and then we got lost um, so we're at 
all these different areas with puzzles that we can't solve because we've never seen them before. And we're basically guessing and checking to try and figure out what the heck we're supposed to be doing. Um, and it's frustrating. I, I know that there's a lot of complaints with games nowadays that there's too much handholding, you know, don't walk me through a game and take me from beginning to end. Like let me kind of explore and things like that. But this game kind of takes the opposite route and is just like, okay, you get the premise, you've solved puzzles to finish the game. Uh, good luck. And then just send you off. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's like, that's all you get. So I'm, we wandered around and we're, you know, there's areas we find, sometimes we get lucky and we figure it out. There have been puzzles I've solved though, where I'm like, I finished this puzzle. I have no clue what exactly it was telling me. Like, how did, how did I do it? Because the next puzzle in the line, uh, it didn't follow the same rules that I thought were being applied to the first one. So we, I'd say we probably did somewhere in the neighborhood of like 75 or a hundred ish puzzles and we're completely stumped everywhere we go. I can't figure out either the puzzle or, or what's next or where I'm supposed to be at. So we're just like lost in this giant Island and, and not really sure what's next. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, uh, I'm not opposed to using guides. I try not to, especially for games like this, because you don't want to ruin it for yourself. But I was at a point where I'm just like, okay, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. So I looked up a guide and in my searches, I found there was apparently a story that exists in this game that, that kind of tells you why this I don't know if it tells you why it exists or, or what have you. And I'm like, story? I haven't I haven't seen anything storyline wise. I think it's they all don't... environmental, like inferred from statues and stuff, right? No, there oh. there are tapes that you can pick up on oh. the ground. And I I was like, I've never seen any of these tapes. So I wandered around and looked for these tapes for probably a good half an hour, forty five minutes to try and find one. And I did find one. I don't know where it falls in the story because there's no like oh, catalog no. or anything like that 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 shows where they're this supposed to be. This is Jonathan Blow, man. You're not getting any help. You just no. have to you have to piece it all together yourself. So that's the weird thing. I loved Braid. <laughs> I I absolutely loved Braid, and I cannot stand this Can game. Can you fully explain to me Braid's story? No. Okay. Cool. Never mind. But I at least <laughs> I. Part of that is because it's been so long since yeah, I played. It's um, but uh, you know, Braid's premise made sense to me. You know, mm -hmm. they it went through a, a general progression that you know built upon the mechanics that you picked up before, and and that all worked. But this game doesn't do that. It does do that, but you have to know where you're going to get the first mechanic, and that doesn't always happen. So, anyways, uh, I find one of these tapes, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, with with how open world and everything this is and all the foliage and I mean it's beautiful like what you're walking through is gorgeous to look at but this tape is no joke the size of a rock on the ground mm -hmm. so the fact that I found it is a mystery in and of itself I think this the tapes are supposed to be like an easter egg I don't know that the story is meant to be found just to play well, that's this guy, weird. It's Jonathan Blow, man. <laughs> Nothing's supposed to make sense. It's just so, so hyper hoity-toity indie. 
I yeah. Have you I, watched I, a video of the secret ending of this thing? No, oh. and, and that's what I think is going to end up happening. Is I'm just going to end up putting this down. Um, well, then there's the and, ending, and then there's the secret ending. The secret ending's weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, and what bothers me about this is that you know I I don't know this guy uh, personally, and I don't know anything about him. But the the air that he gives off on Twitter is very arrogant, uh, very <laughs> entitled, <laughs> very you know like like I'm doing something that nobody else has ever done before, kind of thing. And I would be on board if it was warranted, and I just don't feel like it's warranted. Um, uh, and again, maybe there's something I'm not, I'm not proud enough to be like, you know, I'm not missing anything. I'm doing everything right, exactly the way I could be missing something. I could be not doing something right. Maybe there was some, you know, subtle hint that I should have picked up that I missed you along the way. Just gotta not be such a plebe, Peter. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just bad at games, and my okay. my gamer card needs revoked with Kelly's. But get, get uh, good, <laughs> yeah, get good scrub. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just uh, it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to play. Um, you know, we both, my wife and I, both got frustrated. You know, trying to figure out what it is, and and uh, yeah, I think we've we've pretty much. It's one of those it games up. that when I hear people start waxing poetic about it, I just. I, I wonder what planet they're from. And it's Did like, you play? Uh, Peter, I've been turned off of this game ever since I saw the first screenshot of a puzzle and, and was implied <laughs> that every puzzle is going to look like these little lines. I'm like, even if the game's good, I have no interest in that aesthetic. Yeah. Plus, I know it's Jonathan Blow. I'm not going to understand the story, and he's not going to explain it. And, yeah. and, 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 and then the more I hear things, I've watched lots of gameplay. So I will tell you, no, I haven't played it. I've watched people play it. I've watched endings. I've watched people talk about it. I've listened to people talk about it so much. I have no interest in playing this game and I'm okay not liking it and for other people liking it. So I've just, my personal perspective has always been a, one of this just isn't for me and I don't know why fully. It's just, it's not, it appeals to other people and not me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm on board with that. I, I say the same thing. If you enjoyed it, more power to you. I have no idea what enjoyment you found in it, but you know, whatever the whatever market or or you know, uh, well, what's the word? It's I'm always looking frustrated for? me because like Jonathan would always talk about the mist inspiration for this sort of thing, and obviously that's oh, yeah. why it's an island, right? But, like, yep. Myst's puzzles were environmental, and these puzzles are environmental and yet still always the same, like, because of the aesthetic with the blocks and the lines, right? And yep. so I don't... That's where it just jumped for me. It was like, oh, you're saying the right words, and then I'm seeing what you made, and, like, and I know again, I could trust for, you and go for... on this journey and probably be okay, but also, nah, this isn't that appealing to me. I'm going to do something else. And for Mist, though, it's it's the same thing, right? Like, it's open world-ish, mm -hmm. right? And you can walk around and things. But there is a general direction for you to... Like, you cannot go places that the game doesn't allow you to go because right. yeah. you don't either have an item or you <clears throat> haven't figured out how to do something or, or what have you. And this game doesn't do that. This game will allow you to travel wherever you want to well, go. Well, I mean, the fundamental difference is that the, the witness builds on mechanics and Mist doesn't, right? Mists are just yeah. figure out these puzzles. Or if you don't know how music works, go find a friend who can play a piano. But um, sure. other than that, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was I was not a fan. Uh, she was not a fan. Um, the premise is there. We we would enjoy that game if if it was more refined in a way that made sense. But to me, it doesn't make sense. It's like all of these game mechanics and ideas were just kind of piled together and put together in the witness. Um, and I will be witnessing it deleted from my hard drive very soon. So, um, I, I mean, it's supposed to culminate in these realizations that like, Oh, this whole thing that I've been walking around on is one of these puzzles and I need to do this now and this and that and the other thing. And like, I don't know. I just have no interest in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when you, finish an area you know you finish uh because we did complete like this sandy dune area completely and when you're done with it you know this beam of light gets shot across the sky and you have no idea why you're just like okay cool that happened um well you're not supposed to know why yet yeah that's what i mean i'm sure that you figure it out but it's like that one i think you do figure out later (laughs) there's no satisfaction in that that doesn't it doesn't you know, egg you just want a red page. More. You want a red page or a blue page. That's what you're looking for. I want something. I want. I want <laughs> something to in tell me that what I'm doing means something in a game. Like if you give me, like, let's just say, for example, Rune Factory. Mm-hmm. If you give me a game and you sit there and you just you put a plot of land and you say, okay, you get to farm, and that's it. Like you just, but it doesn't tell you how to farm. It doesn't tell you how to do any of those things, you just figure it out on your own with no story, with no premise, nothing else to it. Like I would not enjoy it, but there's more to those games and they walk you through how to do those things. And that's what makes them enjoyable. It's like, here's how you farm. And by the way, if you do these things better, then you get better crops because of it. Mm -hmm. And it's rewarding and it feels good. So they teach you that stuff in like, um, Stardew Valley, for example, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I every game will tell you at least a, a premise of what you're supposed to be doing, and it may not be like the best way to do it, but it's just the nuts and bolts, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you the tools you need to to finish whatever you're doing, and this game doesn't do that. They they don't give you any tools. They say, here is the uh, final product of of what's here, and you've got to put it together. Good luck. So that's yeah. the witness. <laughs> that's the witness. Uh, the Ooh. other one I've been playing, uh, I actually saw that uh, Portal Knights is on sale on the Switch for 12 bucks. It might actually still be. Uh, maybe that ended, but um, it, I, it's a game I've been eyeballing up, but uh, I just didn't feel like spending the $30 on it because I don't typically get too invested into. Uh, voxel games um i do enjoy you know world building terraforming stuff uh in the form of like terraria and starbound but they also appeal to me because they're you know 2d and you know kind of like 16-bit-esque games um so the 3d worlds type thing doesn't really do much for me but i am actually really satisfied with portal knights um one of the things I'm, i'm enjoying about it is that it it has this very large um, story path to follow uh, that takes you across all the different islands uh, that exist in this world. And you use portals, obviously, to get to each one. And it feels uh, good. I've 
I've been enjoying it. They don't put a ton of focus on. So I think in, and I have not played the Dragon Quest Builder game, so I don't really know uh, too much about it. But I think in Dragon Quest Builders, some of the like tasks and requirements are to build certain things to progress through uh, the story. And I don't really care for stuff like that. I would much rather say like the story and quest should be focused on the adventuring piece. And then if you feel like building, you know, a safe house for yourself or a place for crafting and things like that, you can do that on your own and, and that be it. Um, and I portal nights kind of sits in that realm. Um, it says it puts the, the crafting and building piece, um, or excuse me, the construction and building piece, uh, as a secondary, functionality of the game but the premise seems to be focused more on the crafting and adventuring and finding out you know why did this world break off into all these little pieces and islands and stuff like that um i have not bought any of the dlc so i have no clue about any of the extra content or anything like that but uh it's been good Uh, i tried to get my wife to do this because there is couch co-op on it uh and she quit within 15 minutes because she is not a fan of games where you have to manually control the camera. Um, it actually brought up an interesting point. She was telling me that, you know, over the years of playing games, we're slowly conditioned into being able to do these things. And I don't remember what it was like for me the first time I played a game that had a free, free moving camera. Was it, was it hard for us? Did, did you guys know. ever have what any? Was the, what? <sighs> I want to say the first one I played was Ape Escape because that was the first one. No, wait, no, because the right stick was the items. Yeah. Never mind. I had to get used to using a free-moving camera. I remember because I developed, you know, early games. They couldn't decide whether or not you press left on the camera stick and the camera pans left from your character's perspective or left from the screen's perspective. So, yep. um and I remember that then I would go to other games where they did it different. And so I'd gotten used to the one and then the other. So I know I had to learn that. And then they everyone's kind of standardized on one way um, since then. So I must have learned it. I had to have. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an interesting thing to think about because, you know, you don't realize that when you're playing games for so long that all of the new mechanics that people introduce, whether it's stealth or camera controls or what have you, is is built on over years and years and it it feels natural to us but somebody who doesn't play games like this uh it doesn't feel that normal for um and so uh yeah she was not a fan uh she couldn't really control so no couch co-op for us on portal nights unfortunately but uh and my the last game i played uh or have been playing i should say is is more just for the platinum um I'm very close to it, so I just wanted to finish it up and call it a day. But I have played Dragon's Crown on the PS3 and bought the Pro Edition just to support uh, because there's absolutely no fundamental changes between the original Dragon's Crown and the Pro Edition. Um, in outside, fact, can't of, you bring your save in from the earlier one? So that's why they didn't yeah. change anything <clears throat> is because it's still cross-platform between PS3, PS Vita, and PS4. So they couldn't change anything because of that. So the only thing they really did was I think they upscaled it so that you can play in, you know, Super HD or whatever the hell they have now. (laughs) 4K. Yeah. um, See all those muscles and, you know, excruciating detail. 
I I adore Vanillaware. Uh, I love their art style, but their their taste in how they design some of their characters leaves a lot to be questioned. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, and and Kelly is is very aware of this. Um, just dig up the uh, gameplay of the sorceress or the Amazon, or even for the male characters, uh, the fighter and the dwarf are uh, they're just way over exaggerated. If you catch the drift. So yeah, there's no way that that sorceress can keep that top on unless unless she's got some pretty epic double sided tape. I'm not sure she can stay standing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the run animation would lead me to believe that, that that would not work out at all. Um, but it is a good, uh, it's a solid, uh, side scrolling beat em up game. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed the premise of games like that. I, I loved castle crashers and things like that. So dragon's, crown fit that bill for me and and feels uh great to play um and it's a lot of fun if you can get you know your friends to join in uh for stuff like that and there's a lot of unique um premise behind fallen characters and being able to pick them up and have them as npcs and things like that um but i'm finished with three of the characters so i did the fighter the dwarf and the Amazon. Uh, so I have the sorcerer, the wizard, and the elf left to do. Um, and then a couple other touch-up things, and then I'll be done with that for good. Cool beans. That brings us to Josh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did finish up uh, Sewer Babies since last time. Um <laughs> Uh-huh. What else you gonna call? It? I don't awesome. know. <laughs> it's way better than Ash and yeah, Wolf. Sewer Babies is right. much better. Sewer Babies. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Now we're gonna say yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> it was good. I really like. I really like the uh, the characters. Was it like so the... hard? Was it super the hard? Well, you know, like the last two levels, I ended up doing on normal, so it was super easy. Oh. Right. That's pretty much my only gripe with it is that the the balance still isn't quite right. I probably could have beaten it on hard, but you know I'm old and I'm lazy. So after I, that one mission kind of took me, killed me twice. I was like, okay, I'm just going down to normal difficulty and finishing this thing off. Hmm. Um, <laughs> after after finishing that off, I, I still need to go back and kind of see how they integrate the uh, extra characters into the main story. I, I haven't done that yet, but I gotta go back and. Give that a go. See how see see their you know, as I understand it, they have their own individual storylines with uh, Byleth. So I kind of want to see where those go too. Um, but yeah, totally worth the 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 DLC money. I think it, it was like 15, 17 hours of gameplay or something like that. Not not too bad. Josh, whole, was this? Sorry, was this yeah. included in the seasons pass? Season yeah, yeah, this was oh, okay. in the. Se- I I don't think you could buy this separately. I think you had to get the season pass to get it. Could yeah, I be wrong. So. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think you had to buy the twenty whatever it was twenty five dollars season pass. Like even just for this, I w- I was totally fine dropping the twenty five bucks just for this. I enjoyed it. I I like the characters and the gameplay that much. Um, e- even if they still hadn't fi- figured out how to balance it quite. Quite, quite to my taste yet. <laughs> um, beyond that, I, I started playing a little bit of Longrisser on the Switch. Hey, like, I played a little bit of Warsong on a Genesis emulator this week. Really? Because I wanted well, to they... see what this was about. Yeah. And I couldn't beat the first map. 
<laughs> oh, so I wow. don't think I understood what I was doing. <laughs> it, yeah, it is a bit different than a normal tactical RPG. Instead of being, and I had heard that, uh, you know, I've, I'm aware of it. I've never played the oh, original. I should, I should be clear. Warsong is the U.S. release of Langrisser yeah. 1, and I think we never yeah. got two. Uh, I don't think so. At least not until much have... later during like a re-release. Like yeah, yeah. The first re-release. This is like a re-release of a re-release, right? This is a remake. Oh, it, it, it's kind of a weird one because they do both. They both have like an updated uh, art style that you can use, or they have kind of like a, a you can choose kind of retroish sprites. I think I need to change it to the retroish sprites because I'm not real crazy about the kind of like updated art style. Um, I don't know. It's just a little too smooth and too clean without while looking a little too cartoonish, if that makes any sense. Um, but the gameplay is pretty neat because it's uh, instead of just, you know, typically with a tactical RPG, you'll just have a group and, you know, you'll have like five. You'll either be like a small tactical RPG where you have like five or six characters or it'll be a bigger tactical RPG where you might have 10 or 15 mm-hmm. in this one everything centers around commanders. So you have like two or three commanders and then you hire mercenaries for each map. And uh, depending on the level of the commander, you can hire different types of mercenaries and different amounts. So, you know, you have a higher level commander. He might be able to hire, uh, he'll be able to hire cavalrymen instead of just being able to hire regular infantrymen. And you'll be able to get six of them instead of just four. And, so the whole game kind of like centers around, especially around commanders, and both you and your enemies, um, like the level of the mercenaries you hire are related to your commander. They get bonuses when they stay when they stay close around your commander, like they get attack and defense bonuses. So it, yeah, there's like a little bit of strategy and like where you're positioning your troops, and then on top of that, like both with you and your enemies, like you can kind of bypass. If you're, you know, facing an enemy and there's this commander and he's got like six little uh, subsidiary units, you don't have to kill all those enemy units. If you can go and just kill the commander, all the other units disappear. So you can kind of, you can kind of, it's a different uh, sort of like strategy RPG experience where you can kind of like cut the head off of a snake. And yeah, except like, I can never kill them. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I was playing, I'm watching this first map and it's like the. I had to look up a guide to realize the first map you can win by just running to the top of the screen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. It's just like, you need to leave the castle. So I kept trying to fight my way out of the castle and dying. (laughs) And it didn't work. And I'm looking at the remake here, and it's like, oh, we've got a person here telling you the victory conditions right here. I've even got the the spaces are glowing. Just come up here, and you win. And like, yeah, this is a better version. Yep, that that's what games were like back in the you know like early Genesis days. Like, oh yeah, they might not tell you those important things, like how to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you win the castle by going to the top of the castle, but you're not out of the castle. I know. It's just it's it counts. Like, how am I supposed to know that? I love that it's exactly the same, even, you know, like as the Genesis. But yeah, they do a good job of telling you exactly what it is you're supposed to do. This is why remakes are good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, of they course. fix these things. Uh... But, you know, like for a, a little strategy RPG, I, I'm digging it, man. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm crazy about the art style, but the It looks like a music... Flash game. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, actually, it, it, it looks, looks like Fire Emblem Heroes is what yeah, it looks like. It, 
Excuse me, I didn't say that right. Fire Emblem Heroes! <laughs> there we go. That's, that's the correct way to say deafening. that. Yeah. Yeah, there is no deafening uh, screaming of the of long reserve. Out. Uh, it still makes me out. sad. Yeah. <sighs> but it's been all, it's, it's, I think it's pretty good, what I've gotten through so far. And uh, then, oh, Lord, the other thing. I, I picked up a new toy. That's the other reason I haven't oh, played. Oh, I'm two. watching the battles here. Josh, they've totally changed it in a bad way. I just have well, a bunch of slashes on the screens instead of literally people bouncing off of other people like it is on uh, Genesis. Like, come on. Like, seriously, like, just the arrows would ping, 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 <laughs> ping, 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 ping. And like people, when they die, would just throw their sprite off the screen like, ah, ah, ah. And they like literally just toss them. And like, this is a bit different. And I'm kind of disappointed. So maybe well, I'll go back and try to the Genesis again. <laughs> Actually, well, can you turn see... it down? Maybe you can turn it to Genesis mode, and like, it'll yeah, show there, the old there's, way. There's supposed to be a mode in there for like the original graphics and the original music and that kind of oh, stuff. Okay. You right. So I'm going to have go. to see exactly how, you know, see what that does. All I, right, good. I'm looking forward to seeing what that does. All see right, if that fixes right. it. Sorry. So maybe, what else? Maybe, are you maybe there'll be awesome people go flying off the screen yes. then. Yes. <laughs> It'd be better than the kind of generic fights that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Because I was already kind of thinking about turning them off. Yeah, yeah well, as you do. This game sometimes. is slow. It is kind of. Oh slow. Oh my gosh, is it slow? Like yeah. I can't, I was waiting for Fire Emblem's features, and maybe the remake has this, but like the features where you turn off watching everyone's turns, you really need that yeah. for this game because this is incredibly the, slow. I haven't looked. I haven't dug into the options to see if you can completely turn them off. You can fast forward through them. Good. In this. Good. Good. I think James mentioned you can. Good. Okay. Because I tell you, if you fail a map and you have to do it again, you're going to want to fast forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a solid little uh, strategy RPG. And, you know, uh, I mean, like like I said, I don't think we ever got to or maybe maybe it was released on like eShop or something like that. But I think it was it stayed strictly in Japan. And then the the original War Song was on Genesis. So there's a Wikipedia I don't know article. You look it up. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord and and then i picked up a new toy um and and the internet was right Uh-oh. um i ordered i ordered an xbox one x and so i get the box and i open it you know i get my knife out and i'm cutting it out i pull the thing out and i'm just about to cut the tape on the on the uh the actual xbox uh box and I'm like, wait a second. I think the one I ordered was black, and this one looks like it's white. And then I start looking more carefully at it, like, son of a, they sent me an Xbox One S, not the X. <laughs> so whoever the poor shipping person was, they got confused too and sent me the wrong one. So I had to like send that back and then get get another one shipped. So I, I've been playing around with a little bit. Where with you Xbox. said the internet was right. Where has this been a story? Oh, if you not did, no. back when they announced the X, where everyone was going nuts about like, oh, everyone's going to get confused. No one's going to be able to tell the difference oh, when you go into GameStop between. Okay. Oh, I want an well, Xbox. Where did you buy Which this one do you from? Want, the S or the X? Bought it from Amazon. From Am- the Amazon should know. They're not looking. Yeah. They could... mm. <laughs> hmm. Someone put the wrong code on there, yeah, man. All right. <laughs> oh man, so so I finally got the right one, and I've been playing. Uh, Playing a little bit around with Game Pass, which is oh, probably the oh, reason I, I see the game you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing the outer. I'm playing. Wait, uh, but you Doc. played you played them in the wrong order though, didn't you? 
Yes, I did. You did. You played the other game, the talkie game, first. Yeah. Yes, I did. You're going to be disappointed. It, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Dr. Thunder Fallout. Dr. Thunder, Fa- <laughs> Dr. Thunder Fallout? Yeah, Dr. Thunder. You know, like faux uh, Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. Yeah, the, the knockoff brand. <laughs> yeah. It's Dr. Fallout. <laughs> exactly. Or Dr. Thunder. Mr. Pib, uh, if you prefer. Oh, yeah. I, I like Mr. Pib. Listen, I think Outer Worlds does the current Fallout games better than the current Fallout games, I'll be honest with you. But true, true. when you're comparing uh, it with um, uh, Disco Elysium, <laughs> depending on what you're going to the game for, obviously, um, if you want more shooty game, this has got you covered. But compared to dialogue things like that that game does, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, I've gotten a few hours into it. Like, it's it's fine. It's good. I haven't played a Fallout game in quite a while, so yeah, it, the the dialogue does not hold up to something like Disco Elysium. It, but it, it's still well and written it's, and it's funny. And that oh, dude with yeah. the moon helmet is a sad, amazing character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they're they're very uh, somewhat heavy-handed commentary on you know capitalism. Yeah, not not quite intentionally as, uh, though. It's supposed oh yeah, to be totally. heavy-handed. Oh, it is. It's good. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. I should go finish that. Why am I not finishing it? I don't know. Well, I can't it's answer It's only like that. 20 hours long or something like that. Uh, it's not, only not... if you like a fast player. If you're doing like all the things, it's not 20 hours. Uh, it's way okay. longer than that. At okay. least 40 if you're doing all the things. Okay. But yeah, I've been playing around with the Xbox. That It's kind of weird for me because like the Xbox is like really the X is really nice hardware. Mm-hmm. That thing is just absolutely silent. But man, I'm not a fan of the Xbox interface. That thing's terrible. Yeah. And how do you feel knowing that the, the base edition console of the next gen is going to be like what you just bought for more yeah. money now? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make you feel well. good? Except that this one targets 4K and that one doesn't. That one targets 2K. But it's going to be more strong it's so confusing yeah why are you getting an xbox one x right now i don't understand that purchase eh well game pass man don't you have a pc i do but sometimes i just want to lay on the couch okay all right fine (laughs) this is a valid reason all right don't shame you can get an hdmi cord but you know whatever it's fine yeah, thing. let's let's not have HDMI cords going across the room that the cat might do something Listen, with. Listen, they're real thick, and he's not going to do anything. Uh, you don't know my cat. <laughs> I I have heard about your cat. I can't imagine what fun he would get with a cord, a thick-ass <laughs> cord in the middle of the room. But all right, let's find out. He's, he's unplugged cords from the TV before. Well, whatever. Not, not intentionally, well, but he's done it. I remember us having to spend $100 on that stupid Wi-Fi adapter for the 360 because the cable from our office to the living room in the apartment got chewed up because of the cat. Uh And then they released the Xbox 360 Slim that had that built in, and I was very angry. Yeah. Oh, are we done? Is that it? I think so. That's Alex it? is embargoed. Alex, you have nothing you can say, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right, real insightful there. All right. I have guesses as to what he's playing, but I think I'm wrong, so I'm not even going to make them. All right. 
So here we go. Yeah, I could probably mention one that is, but I can't go with it. That's this one. <laughs> okay, so we had a question of the week last week, which was... Do you see. play demos? Do you play demos? Okay. Question of the week. Crawl said, I will give a demo a spin if it's for a game that offers something unusual, like Katamari or ARMS, but I don't necessarily seek them out, and they don't always settle my opinion. I found the Octopath Traveler demo a turnoff, but got the game anyway and really liked it. I think the only reason I played the demo was because Squeenix was also using it to get feedback, and it was far enough away that seeing where the game was going was interesting. Didn't bother with Dragon Quest XI's demo, though. Just ordered the game, even though I knew progress would carry over. Hmm. Platime, plat, excuse me, Platym3, Platyme, alright. It's playtime. Alright. Demos, occasionally. Mostly only in 3DS games, or 3DS days, for titles I'd never heard of but that others recommended. More recently, however, no. The backlog is so large, I'm not searching for new stuff. Thus, no need for demos. Featherhoof says, I play demos, lots of demos. I got back in the habit back in the Xbox 360 days when my income wasn't well enough to permit me to buy every new game I wanted. Being a newlywed, knew the whole living on our own thing. Uh, it was a kind of a compromise where even if I couldn't own it, at least I could play a bit of it. And I guess it just became an ingrained thing, because even to this day, I'll browse the new demos page of my Switch or PS4 from time to time, and will download and play any new demo that even remotely catches my interest. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't think there's many demos as there used to be in the 360 days. They just No. no I think they were more a... mandated by Microsoft at that point. Now, now not so much. And no, a no lot of cares. publishers didn't, really didn't like that mandate, Yeah. from what I heard. Yeah. Strawberry Egg says, sometimes I do. The last one I played extensively was the second Octopath Traveler demo. I downloaded the Shining Resonance Refrain demo, but I still haven't played that. Ha. Huh. Probably, I don't think you need to at this point. <laughs> suggest that. I, think, I think everyone who played that bailed on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Anna finished it, didn't she? Yeah, Anna she did. It. She did? Okay. I don't think she liked it. I thought it. even she didn't finish it <laughs> for some reason, but whatever. Well, she finished it. I think she reviewed it. So, oh, man. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, Daniel wrote into our Twitter, said, Hey, yes, if a demo is available of a game I'm interested, I almost always download it and check it out just to get a feel for it. Also relevant for some games, like Serious Sam, making a demo available save the game from never being released at all. Uh, he provides a link to... Um, uh, the person uh, from Dave Devor Hunsky discussing the long development history of the first game in the series Sam series and how the demo saved the game from extinction. So interesting. Go check that out on YouTube. All right, time for some news. Beep 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 beep. I didn't beep, open beep. the stories first. Um, hold on a second. Uh, click, 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 click. This takes a while if you haven't done it. Click. I need a better way than do doing it this way. But it's been working for years now. Oh, do you just not leave the sheet open? Oh, I got the sheet open. I just have to click on every single news story so I can easily go between them. Otherwise, like, it just takes... Oh, and now I've clicked wrongly. I did it bad. Now it's you clicked like poorly. I clicked poorly. You've clicked poorly. Knights of Light um, uh, is coming to early access. Uh, it's Starring two brothers based on a historical period during the 7th century, 
Um, leading up to the Battle of El Cadesia, I can't even say that, which eventually led to the Sasanian Empire's collapse. I have no idea what any of these things are. History. It's coming to Early Access on February 29th, so that's that came out. That happened. There's a trailer. You can see it on our site. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dragon Quest of the Stars. Anna talked about it. It's out. Cyberpunk 2077-777. Xbox One owners get Xbox Series X upgrade for free. Right. <coughs> oh, the next gen. Right. They're saying yeah. if you buy it on Xbox One X or Xbox One, uh, the Series X version, you'll get it for free. Because <laughs> naming... Microsoft yeah, so good Xbox. at naming. Now it's a Series X. Now they've got S and X in the title. Even yeah. less confusion, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's gonna put pressure on Sony to uh like do the exact same thing? They gonna better. say if you buy yes. the PS4 version, you get the PS5 uh, too. Yes, but I also think they were gonna do it anyway. I think yeah. it's just part of the incremental upgrade future we're in. But who knows? Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Path of Exiles getting a new expansion. I play that game. Uh, it's called Delirium. Uh, it's it's uh, what are they doing? A, you get a item called the Mirror of Delirium, and you see ghost reflection of their character in the mirror and touching it. Okay, blah 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 blah. So the 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 thing is, you're gonna it, it go applies to, a bunch of mods. Yeah, it applies a bunch of mods to maps. <laughs> Make them harder. <laughs> and interacts with the other expansions as well, so it makes them harder. Yeah. So there you go. Let's just say, yeah, delirium is a mechanic to make things harder. <laughs> and then you get more loot, depending on how much harder it is and stuff. So, And then there's orbs to make it even harder, which is kind of the Path of Exile thing. So uh, how is this not just buying harder, getting harder maps? Because it's not, and I don't really know why, but, you know. Oh, right, yeah, it also opens up different uh, attack types of bosses and, and stuff like that, so... You can have, like, the harder version of an alternate boss versus the harder version of a regular boss, you know? Yeah. You can also make the uh, passive skill tree bigger now. Yes! So that's a thing. You find little things that you can socket into your passive skill tree, and it'll add new nodes to your passive skill tree. So we heard you like skills on your skill tree, so we gave you a skills for your skill tree, because passive exile skill tree is an imposing beast, and making it even more confusing and difficult to manage is totally the thing that they would do and so of course they did so that's not really a complaint but also is a complaint at the same time so i don't know <laughs> I, I have to follow guides for that thing i actually if you're watching the stream i have this program here um this is the the uh sorry it's updating this is the skill tree management program that i use to figure out where i should be putting things in my skill tree in game this is just the skill tree which is very imposing um, and then there's basically saying over here, you're going to be able to like drop a jewel in over here and then get even more nodes over here. And I, this is a podcast. I just look at this thing yeah, and want to vomit. vomit. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't respect, can you? Well, you can undo, you can like from the edge. So like from here, I can like, I can get orbs of regret and like use them to go to walk back. So I can undo this one, then 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 this one. And then I can start going in this other direction instead. So you can kind of respec, but you have to do it from the outside in. Uh (laughs) Yeah, it works out. So there's no wipe to play it clean. Yeah. You start a new character. This is, this is, Uh, this is Diablo two style. You start a new character if you really want to wipe clean. And honestly, it's faster. Than trying huh. to re- to 
unbuy all your nodes and go a totally different way. Yeah. Most expansions are challenge leagues as well, so you're sort of creating new characters just for those anyway. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it, at the point that you're done with this character and want to start a new build, it's like you need to do a new one anyway, because you're going to do something totally different, most likely. And But I'm acting like it's not a big deal, but it it's a deal, and I think it does hurt the approachability of the game, but it's uh, it's what they do. Um, at least, you know, partway into a season, you'll have lots of good gear that that new character can just use, so that's nice. All right. Anyway... <laughs> Path of Exile, new expansion coming. Uh, let's see, do we have a date? March 13th. And then uh, consoles will be a week later. So, there you go. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 it had some gameplay revealed. I, you know, I still haven't even looked at this. Um, I should... Oh, was it PAX East, wasn't it? So yeah. They showed footage mm-hmm. of... Now, yeah, because... Of what looks like a Divinity game, but it's Baldur's Gate 3... Yeah, you can see some of the stuff using all the D&D mechanics. There's fun stuff in this, like him using flying boots and killing a monster by doing so. Because he had nothing left, so he just threw his boots at him? Oh, no, I think he wanted to demonstrate that oh, it was something that you could, could do. do. Okay. Yeah. Um, does it, it... So, is there anything that feels like... It, and since I haven't watched this demo, I can't really speak to it. So, is there anything that feels like um, the old Baldur's Gate games at all? Um, it's... I think the conversation system may be a touch because it's got the, that usual selecting the options, etc. You've got mm. sort of freedom to do to do stuff like kill the people who might be might be party members. So you can just kill them immediately instead. Hmm. All right. But fortunately, real time of pause is not a thing, <laughs> which is good. Is that good? Yes. You don't like good. that? Okay. I hate it. So, I guess if you want that, go to Pillars of Eternity. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously they added the turn-based mode because they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Oh, uh, you got Pathfinder Kingmaker that has it. So is Pillars of Eternity not even real time with pause anymore? Yeah, it's both. So it's both. Can, okay. You can. Hey, this one says that. it's on turn-based mode right now. Oh wait, Divinity's always been turn-based. Never mind. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can switch. You want to switch to turn-based for that bit because he's doing some puzzles where we've got the flame, flame balls that come through. Right. It's it's making you want your out of combat to be like it's in combat because you're triggering yeah. things. Yeah, that's what that means. Okay, cool. That's good that you can do that because I've wanted to do that in the Divinity Original Sin Two game, and I don't think you can. Maybe yeah, it's can, good for setting up stuff like. Um, Ambushes and yeah. sneaking around. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, enough talking about a video that I can't show you through a podcast. Go watch it. They have uh, lots of stuff. You you get more info. I'll be doing that this weekend probably. Okay, Brigandine, the Legend of Runertia. Yeah. So Josh and I were talking about this uh, before the podcast, and so if this name doesn't sound familiar to you, don't sweat it. But Brigandine was a PlayStation One um, RPG that was really cool, um, and then the an Atlas localized it, and the idea was is you had multiple kingdoms that you could start as. It's like um, what's that Saturn game that everybody loves? Dragon Force. Yeah, so it's it's similar in setup Radiant to Dragon Silver Force. Gun. So no, Chris. The Soccer RPG. Wars. The RPG. Oh. Um, and so the initial setup is very much yeah. like Dragon Force, 
um, where you have multiple countries that you can start as, and they have different lords that lead them and different plot lines that go with them. But from there, the combat um, strongly deviates because um, Dragon Force is all unit-based, and um, a Brigandine is actually um, hexagonal. Yeah. It's not square-based oh, tactical RPG. I know, RPG. I know, I know. Panzer Dragoon Saga. It's a hexagonal. Oh, hexagonal. Yeah, RP, TRPG. And so there's all sorts of monsters that are part of every um, country, and you actually rely on them more than you do human monsters. But it's all about, like, placement and stuff. So it's a really deep, like, heavily tactical game. You have to be very deliberate in all of your movements. Um, I think I beat two or three of the scenarios before I finally gave up on it um and yeah the problem is is uh the company like disappeared and so i'd never expected to see another yeah. one of these again because i remember asking atlas at an e3 during the ps2 era and they're like yeah we'll never see another brigandine game yeah it looked like that they're one of those mini companies that didn't make the transition from ps1 to ps2 they just petered out so yeah i'm i'm super excited to see the fat the uh the brigandine come back and the artwork continues to be beautiful and it looks like monsters continue to play a huge part in your um uh de deployments and yeah it looks cool it does it looks like a really neat little tactical rpg and just coming out of nowhere yeah and so the the thing is is i I'd never even heard of this in Japan, but all of a sudden not only is it coming out in Japan but it's coming out worldwide via limited run games yeah it Got announced in September, originally. Oh, okay. And then when did they announce the LRG connection? That was this year. That was that was like just now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, wasn't just now. Yeah, maybe not. Recently. Oh no, it was just now. Yeah, I think in the last week or so. I think that was quite a the limited run games thing is a recent thing. Yeah, so all of a sudden it's like, surprise! Um, no, two weeks ago. Brigandine, The Legend Returns, releasing in June, and it will be partnering with Limited Run Games to release. All right. <laughs> February 27th, so it got announced yeah, oh, a yeah, couple weeks ago. But yeah, it was like, it, this felt like it came out of nowhere. So, And it still has the hexagonal combat, and I'm really happy about that. So, This might actually be a game that I will have to buy physically because I I don't know if LRG is planning on it, it will come out digitally, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just Yeah, LRG LRG isn't publishing it. It's all happy net. Oh, okay. That's weird. They just yeah, they're just doing the physical like they did for the idea factory ones. So the only this only comes out in um on Switch? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's weird to have a Switch only game. Not really. All right. I mean, are we going to talk about Prinny? I pre ordered that. So, yeah. I can't wait to play it. Nisa <laughs> said they were going to announce two things this week. Um, the first one was um, Kimono. Wait, maybe? No, first one was Void Survivor. Yes. And that's coming out later this year. And then on Thursday, they announced Prinny 1.2 Collection, and it is Switch exclusive. Even though the original games were on the PSP. I nearly broke my hands trying to play them. 
So I hear they're like really hard platformers. Yeah. Yes, they are. You get like a thousand lives, and then when you're done, it's game over, right? So good luck. Because in this, the sequel had an a, an easy mode, but instead of a scarf, the uh, Prinny had a pacifier. <laughs> I love it. I'd play it just for that aesthetic. And I, the reason why I bid on the collector's edition is because it comes with a quote-unquote Lego printy. Yeah, I'm probably going to need that. I, like I mean, it's not it's things. not officially Lego, but it's Lego in it's quotes. building blocks. Yeah. But it's very clearly Lego-inspired. Yes. Cool beans. All right. We have a Borderlands 3 second campaign DLC and a Steam release. So they showed this off at PAX East. Uh, March 13th, the game will be on Steam. And the second DLC release is Guns, Love, and Tentacles, The Marriage of Wainwright and Hammerlock. uh, And sees players attending their engagement party. And it's on the ice world of Xylorogos. And Borderlands 2 Gage shows up. To act as the wedding planner. Then, then the party runs into mutated zealots worshipping the corpse for the vault monster. So, you know, borderlands. That, that's a lot of words that I don't really understand. Mutated zealots worshipping the corpse of a void monster? Oh, well, okay. When you put it that way. Yeah, see? Yeah, you may now kick some ass. I mean, kiss the bride. Whatever. They're getting married. You shoot things. The end. Final Fantasy VII demo remake came out. We talked about that. Void TRL. What? Void Terrarium. What? It has lots of letters. Yes, though. it's Void Terrarium. Help me, Anna. What yeah, is this? That, that's, that's just a fancy way of saying Void Terrarium. Yeah. So remember that we got the, the previous one in this, Chris, and we for, we forgot we pre-ordered it, and it wasn't really an RPG. Oh, this is Hotel Me Q? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's from the it's from the director behind it, yeah. So it's a horror based roguelike that you have no interest in, Anna? Um, it certainly looks scary. I mean, if it's like the first one, I'm assuming that's what it is. Yes. Alright. I think it's less full on horror, but it's still got the vogue lanky bits. Isn't that all like part of the Firefly Diaries series or is that spun off? Uh Hot the Q is the Firefly Diary. It's the same oh. thing. Okay. So, yes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, whatever. It's it's coming west in the summer, 60 bucks. And it came out in Japan in 2020, January. Uh, 60 bucks for the limited edition. 60 bucks for limited. Yeah, that gets I think you it's, a physical uh... copy, a collector's box, a soundtrack selection CD, status apparatus. Whatever that is. A lapel pin set, a lenticular keychain, and a poster. Oh, yeah, that's, it's that weird flippy thing. It's a flip notebook that use, has emotions in it. So, okay. Yeah. It's tying in with the game. This looks much cuter, Anna. Maybe this would be okay Maybe for you? I don't know if you're interested in um, it. I believe this is one of the games that they said. So one of the things that they're doing now is if it's strictly a collector's edition and no regular physical edition, they make the digital version cheaper. Which they done Good. that here. Right? No? Oh, I believe say. this is one of the ones that they're doing that with. All right. Well. So that's a thing. 
Nocturne Prelude is now out on PC. It's a rhythm RPG. What? It's not out for download for free. And... Yeah, it's like the first chapter. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's not DR. It's it's kind of like Guitar Heroes as far Guitar Heroes Guitar. Rock Guitar band. No, it looks more rock band. No, the Konami one, Guitar Freaks. Yeah, it looks more like Guitar Freaks to me. But you know, whatever. I guess this doesn't matter that much because it's all vertical and holding sliders and pressing things. But I guess that is kind of Guitar Hero as well. So whatever. That's uh that's your battle system and there's a talking dog and a fish guy and bugs. <laughs> so this play it's in the pixelated afterworld realm known as Maya following humanity's extinction in the real world. Okay. Well, there you go. You go do things. So this is the first chapter and the game's actually not coming out till 2023. What? Is this being kickstarted or something? Why would you have a demo this far in advance? Okay. All right. All right. Coming out for PC and Switch in 2023. So, yeah, okay. Maybe they're looking for a publisher. Tales of Erevorn, Seasons of the Wolf, is coming to consoles. This was a visual novel RPG um, from PC, I assume. So now it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch later in 2020. And what else? Yeah, it came out in 2014 originally. So it takes place in the same world as their other games, Lauren the Amazon Princess and Tales of Erevorn, Cursed Lands. In this one, you, I don't know, you're dating people and there's cat people and I don't know what's happening. This is very confusing. Wait, there's a bunch is, of different games oh, in that trailer. Oh, that's different games. That's right. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it's that dragon it's, one it's I know because I kickstarted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's around the 820 mark for this game. Yeah. Oh, please tell me it's this one. No, it's not the dogs. Oh, it's not the dogs? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can it please be the po- the dogs? <laughs> oh, look at this dog game. <laughs> Can we play this, Anna? It's called Shiba, A Summer with the Shiba Inu. <laughs> God. It looks silly. Like, you have no interest, do you? Ah, Chris. How about we discuss it? Seasons of the Wolf. Here it is. There's no dogs in if this one. Oh. Never heard anybody's soul leave their body. Then Anna's, they just need to listen to this. Yeah, listen to this left body. It's like, oh, I don't do dogs, Chris. Give me a break. <laughs> if it was all yeah. cats dressed up, it'd be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was her only negative point about Cat Quest 2. So. <laughs> you have a dog, Kelly. I know. And he hates me. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not that he hates me. It's that he loves my husband way too much. So I'm just the other human. This dog visual novel, it's just cute pictures of dogs photoshopped with clothes on. And and then like actual visual novel text on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a solid premise there. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fact that it's dogs is irrelevant, really. Yeah. It's just a visual novel name, and they found a way to... Whatever. Okay, Castlevania Symphony of Nights on smartphones now for three bucks. It's the uh, version that came out for like consoles most recently. So, And apparently it has uh, controller support, so yay. 
That's actually really cool. Now that I think about that, I should probably pick that up. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think there's any way in hell you could pull off the spells with the touchscreen. What is your cat doing, Josh? I don't know. Is he make, He's just pulling stuff off the shelves right now? Yeah, pretty much. Is he eating them? I don't know. Okay. He's back he's there in like the potatoes. kitchen doing something. See, you guys not being on last week established a precedent that what? is like, oh, you're done with that thing that you do Saturday <laughs> This cat. Josh's cat is the best. Unfortunately, we don't have a camera on him, but, you know, whatever. He, he posts pictures all the time. Of course, he posts pictures of him being cute and innocent when he's passed out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's moving around too much otherwise. Uh, follow Josh's Twitter. Okay. Hey, speaking of cat visual novels, look at this. Neko Jishi Lin and Partners, an adventure RPG from developer Studio Klondike. They're doing a crowdfunding game. It's a follow-up to the visual novel Neko Jishi and is based on Taiwanese folklore and animal spirits. Um, you are a dude who can see spirits in the real world, and there's three feline spirits, and I don't know what's going on. So you have you have cats you have to do things for, and visual novels. So I assume you hook up with them? I don't really know, because in my mind, that's just how visual novels work at this point. N- nobody's countering me, so... <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, it's quite likely. Yeah. And then, like, it's got a 3D... It's not just, like, pictures where you're choosing text. There's, like, a 3D world you run around in, and the cat people are running around behind you. One of them is running like he's doing the Naruto run and attacking Area 51. But the other two aren't. So, that's weird. Okay. I don't know what's happening, but it looks adorable slash weird. Probably parts both. And then there's more people, too. This is... What is happening in this game? It, it seems like it plays a lot on Chinese folklore. Okay, so you, there's spirits. I assume you do odd jobs, and you get to be with one of them. Maybe not. They've met their goal. If you want to kickstart it, you go do that now. To get in for a game code, it's 25 bucks. And if you want to go crazy, uh, let's see what the highest thing they have available. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's not 25 bucks. That's uh, $4. $19 U.S. And then if you want to go crazy, it's about... What they have left is, oh, only $7,200 US. And you get to be the ultimate feline aficionado. Looking at you, Kelly. Um, we owe you our deepest gratitude. While we can't offer you anything else, we'll double up all your rewards. <laughs> so you get lots of copies of things and posters. And you get to be a character. So there you go. <laughs> we can go date you, Kelly. Go put my persona in the game. There we go. Done. All right. So they've got stretch goals. So if you want to check that out, you can do that. Okay. So that's that's the only Kickstarter we had, it looks like. Langrisser 1 and 2 got a review by Mike Menke. So he likes it. He likes it. That's good to know. Put another thing on my list of never going to get to. Romancing Saga 3 has a <laughs> review up where it has a screenshot where it looks like Plague Tale. So that's interesting. <laughs> what? Um, so when that Romancing Saga 3 review went up, our Facebook page went a little crazy. Oh, what happened? Um, some... Saga fans didn't like it. Yeah. So, so it looks like it got a 3 out of 5 from Pascal. And the Saga fans, including the ones on our site, were unhappy with that? Yeah. So one guy went on a huge tirade. And said that, among other things, that the person reviewing it must be a millennial. Mm-hmm. 
not. <laughs> he's not, but okay. He wanted to okay. know if he wanted a soother. Um, he's, what is he? He's like a year, he's just a couple years out of being a millennial, though. Yeah. So that's a little close, at least. Also, remember, at 38, we are millennials. I know, we are, yeah. I don't think people understand where millennials start, but yeah. whatever. And they call generational the things are irrelevant. They don't actually mean anything. <laughs> it's just a convenient way of referring to younger people than you, and people use it incorrectly all the time and draw all sorts of incorrect conclusions. And the end. okay, I think anyway. one of the other comments which I deleted um, is called him a whiny bitch. And I'm hey. sure that's a person that I actually banned. Oh, you had to ban them. Point. Okay, I was going to say we didn't call them that, right? <laughs> no, oh, they called us that. And, okay, so we had. To and yeah, that. Pascal turns forty this year, so he okay. is officially not he, a millennial. He is Generation yes, X. No, he's thirty nine. That means he was born in eighty. Yeah, eighty is not the cutoff. Eighty is one is. No, eighty one is. It depends what chart you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, eighty one to eighty five is the chart. I'm going to die on this hill. There are charts that says he would be a millennial. No. Yes. You, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it it doesn't, doesn't matter. What? I said age is a construct. And on behalf of the fans, I apologize. He turns 40 this year. I think that makes you a millennial, Pascal. I mean, the, the, and the funny thing is, is honestly, I'm pretty sure Pascal is older than the guy who called him a millennial. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's I mean, the funny part. <laughs> Didn't our Facebook also? <laughs> you say millennial, no, I say whiny bitch. Same, same thing. thing. <laughs> Sorry. Go oh ahead, wait, go no, ahead. that was uh, Plotty that said that his Facebook had a meltdown over the Final Fantasy VII demo and had to like ban several people. Why so. did he not like it? No, so he yeah. runs like a Dragon Quest fandom group oh, on oh. social media, mm -hmm. but they also talk about other Square Enix stuff there. And yeah, he says that people like lost their damn minds over the demo. Hmm. Uh, liking it or not liking it? Uh, Both. Yes. Oh, and the two sides could not agree. On... <sighs> it's okay to not I don't like know, the same the things. The idea of being civil? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of not how liking about, things... How about one last thing? Can oh, we just yeah. say that okay. a three out of five isn't a bad score? No, that's yeah. average. Or it's above unquote, average. That's whatever. It's our quote-unquote average. Well, as in, It is average. not. Well, hold on. It we is, have it's... nine... Hold on. hold on. Hold on. Anna, hold on. Pascal or Alex, what are you saying? Yeah, well, it says average on the thing, and it's also the midpoint of the scoring. Oh, so, right. So, Anna, it does say <laughs> average right here. Average. Wait, one, one and a half. It is the midpoint. Two, two and a half. So, no, three is average. Yeah, this was three. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was three and a half. No. This no. is three. <laughs> it says average. It yes. is average, where the definition of average is median. <laughs> it does not mean all the scores... It does not mean this is the same score that most games get. It, now, don't, don't take those things away from it. It just means it's the middle score. So, yeah, and I mean, that's a good it's thing. most other sites, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Which is still that, offensive to people, so it doesn't that, matter. That is the good but not blown away good. Some people don't like to see 7 out of 10s yeah, for games. Uh, well, like, isn't so. that more like 8 out of 10 on most sites then? No, 7 out of 10 it would be more accurate for our 3, I think. Yeah. At least that's the way I've always thought of it. But what do I know? I just own the site. Alex just runs it. Well, and you Anna say... just writes reviews for you it. You say like our... <laughs> and I mean, if you want to talk about mean versus median, I think both Metacritic and OpenCritic have us at something like 3.2 or 3.3 out of 5. So our average is not that far off from 3. Yeah. So our actual average is between average and above average? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
which makes sense as we don't review a lot but, of yeah people. We just tend to not have people. Stick people don't finish really awful games. It, well, it makes sense think... because we're in the RPG realm. Yeah, uh, there's <laughs> a, like... there aren't a lot of trash games that make it all the way through the process, you know, and you can kind of filter them out before. You yeah, touch we them. tend to do deep looks for those now, and deep looks aren't scored. Yeah, or we kind of just give up on them, like Tangle Deep. All right. Paranoia, happiness, and mandatory. Here's one that was below average. Two and a half out of five. I can go read the review on that. That echoes other takes I've heard about that game. Um, Alex, you reviewed Hero Must Die again. And you... No, just the first time. Oh, just... <laughs> Shush. Hero Must Die again. <laughs> it's the name of the game. Here, three and a half out of five is good. So in the last review, yeah. three and a half out of five was above average. No, that was that was a no, three. Was three. Good. Is average. I'm so confused. Okay, so we don't have above average. We have good. Yes. All right. Yeah. Right. I forgot this. So two and a half below average. Three and a half good. All right. Just yep. keeping that straight. Um, three and a half is the score you do want to hit. Like you want to hit that, but three is okay. Don't don't get mad about a three people. There are better things to be mad about, like or don't coronavirus. get mad about review scores in general. Oh no, Kelly, no, that's not no. an option. We Kelly, have that's upset. a step too far. Ah, uh, did you like Here I Must Die Again, Alex? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, fun enough that you rated it good. <laughs> yep. All right. I don't know. You're I don't right, remember I what am. it was about. It's I kinda, do ask too much. It's quite impressive because it's basically all about the one premise and how it uses that. And it works quite well. That so one premise RPG being... Stuff, individual RPG elements are all pretty generic, but it uses the sort of the whole hero must die bit quite well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is the one where it's the last five minutes? No, it's the... Which one is this one? You last, start at the end. Last five, seven days. Yeah. Is it seven or five? And you get you get weaker over the course of the oh, yeah, five days. Five days, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you start off with like everything at... Nine nine nine, and then by the end of the fifth day, things at one. All right. So yeah, it's it's sort of a puzzle working out how to do as much as possible as quickly as possible. Yeah, it works because you basically you basically want to play it at least five or six times, but each run is no longer than two hours. Okay. There you go. Anna, did you play this? What? I can't remember. Here I must die again. No, I, I want to, but... You want to. Okay. I want to see you play it. All right. Hey, here's something you played. Guildlings. Yeah! Wait, I played Guildlings. You did? I did, didn't I? No. No, I played the other one. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Yeah, that's, that's not an RPG, so I didn't... Mean, that doesn't really count. No. Yeah. All right, what's Guildlings? Um... It is an episodic Wait, RPG. This isn't an RPG either. It is an it RPG. It says Adventure Corner up here. Yeah, because it's episodic. Yeah. And not all the episodes are out yet. So you didn't want to do a review So yet? it made a lot more sense to do an Adventure Corner than right. a review. So what do I do in this game? Um, well, you get a phone, and the phone traps you in a bubble, and okay. you become a guild master. Okay. So then you have to recruit other guild members. In, in the first one you recruit is your sister. Well, how do you eat when you're trapped in the bubble? You don't. What? You have to finish the adventure to get out of the bubble. Oh, you're going to die before then. No. You're just a bubble? Oh, there's some weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So you recruit your sister, and she has um, magic that lets her um, create inanimate objects that talk. Okay. And move. All right. <laughs> you discover some of her past um, 
fun things that she's done, like mm-hmm. a coffee maker that bites you. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah, she's your first um, member. And basically, you're recruiting your childhood friends to become members of your guild. And, like, the th- they... The things that they kind of naturally already do when they pretend to play heroes um, become their real powers when they join your guild. And so, like, you have a friend that runs really fast, and so he gets super fast Wait, but powers. all these people had powers before they joined your no, guild? No, they just had things just your that sister. they... Mm, I'm, yeah, it, her magic is never well explained. Okay, cool. It's just part of this world. Oh, all and right. by the way, there's um, orcs everywhere. Okay. Also, just kind of part of the world. Don't be racist, Anna. What's wrong with her? Oh, nothing. Okay. Yeah. In fact, um, one of the guys that you, uh, one of your childhood friends that you meet, the guy that he runs really fast, he becomes even speedier when he joins your guild. But his grandma is married to another grandma work. Yeah. It's they're very cute. Okay. They steal mailboxes. Of course they do. Kind of reminds right. me of um, Costume Quest, where it was like... Yeah, it has that like real irreverent nature to it. And yeah. the game makes you laugh like a lot. And the combat system is silly, but it totally makes sense. So all of the enemies have a countdown meter. And like so you, you fight um, the Doom um, parrot, the Doom Crow. And he has like six dots. And you have to... He, he either uses up a dot when he attacks... Or if you hit a weak spot, it actually pings off one of the dots from his bar. And the idea is, is for most enemies, you want to wait until they have one dot left. And then you want to hit them with a special attack and ping off their last dot. And that either that either um, does special drops or ensures that they don't have a final attack that they can let off or stuff like that. And everything's based on the, uh, the charge of your phone. So you don't want to lose charge on your phone. Nobody and there are different that. abilities that recharge your phone. It's very neat. It sounds ridiculous when I explain it, but it totally makes sense while you're playing it. Um, the And yeah, so it is episodic. There's The first episode is out now. It takes about three hours to play it. Next episode out is supposed to be out this summer. Cool beans. All right, after that, we have more Adventure Corner. Yeah, I played Takeshi oh. and Hiroshi. Yeah. So this is one you really wanted me to play. I did? Yes. Okay. Um, this is, um, an older brother is making a video game for his little brother who is sick and stuck in the hospital. And so you have like two really distinct, um, art styles and gameplay styles that go into the game. So while you're in the quote unquote real world, the real world of the game, everything is this beautiful claymation and it's really gorgeous. There's all sorts of like really good impression, uh, like facial impressions and movement. It's just fantastic. And then, uh, and that's like sort of like a visual novel sort of style, storytelling style game. And then when you go visit your little brother when he's in the hospital, um, he plays um, this game that you're making for him. And so um, each day he, he gets to play five turns. And so what you do is you're directly controlling the game because you haven't actually figured out how to program it yet. And so you have to throw five waves of enemies and abilities at him in order to get him up to a certain amount of joy because then you pass the day and can continue forward. So you, can never, you can't make these enemies too hard because they'll KO him and that makes him sad. But you also can't make them too easy because then he's bored and you don't get enough joy to complete the day. 
So yeah, it's kind of a balancing act of like, you got to kind of get into that Goldilocks zone of like, not too hard, not too easy. And you string together these combats one after another until you finish all five. And hopefully you have enough joy at the end of the day to progress the story. And every day there are new, either new, either new abilities added to the hero or new enemies or both. And a lot of the enemies are based off of the things that are going on in the story. So like, um, Takeshi has a friend that's annoying him, uh, called Erica. And so he puts Erica in the game as a monster. Cool. So you can try that out on Apple Arcade right now. Yeah. The last, both of those games, Guildlings and Takeshi Hiroshi. And the next episodes of each are coming in the summer? No, Takeshi Hiroshi is a full game. Oh, that one's just done. Yeah. Guildlings is episodic. Dragon Quest, your story. That's out on Netflix now. We have a review up. Apparently it has a controversial ending, which I didn't realize. So that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, you can go watch that, read our review, where we don't give it a score, because we don't review movies, I guess. And then you can, um, or we just don't want to do scores for movies, which I don't blame you. And then you can uh, watch the movie, or or vice versa. Um, so do that. And then yeah, we have... you should watch the movie if you if anyone has, a, has any passing interest in Dragon Quest. It's worth seeing. I, I need to watch the movie. I haven't had a chance to... It's good. good. Just be prepared for the Star Ocean-esque ending. Oh. Wait, three? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Now I know what the ending's going to (laughs) be, and I don't like that. Yeah, you want to spoil that. (laughs) You spoiled that, Josh. (laughs) It's okay. That's fine. It's just weird. I'm actually glad he prepared me, because otherwise I'd be like, what? It's not that but it's, 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 yeah. Well, now I understand, but all right, fine. Um, actually, I kind of want to see how they do it now. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and Cthulhu Saves Christmas. What do those have in common? They're what Sam Walker's playing right now. So we have our, are now playing for January, February up. So you can go check that out. Um, actually, it's March, so I don't know what that means. Um, it's what people are playing in January and February. But it's March. Yes. It's we what you have been playing. But it's not the it's past tense then. What you played. Is what Whatever. You what you played. What what did you play, dude? Alright. Sam Walker just watched The Witcher get a bath over and over, apparently. So she's got tweets that prove it. Uh Cassandra played Pokemon. Uh Ryan played Hero Land. Uh the other Ryan played Trail in the Sky Third. The the Kelly Ryan played Mass Effect one and two. Josh played Underwater Ray Ramono, um, and Phil played World of Warcraft, and that's it. You can go read about their experiences now. Oh my gosh, we're through, right? No. no you got briefs. Oh, briefs. briefs. Yeah. Oh, hold on. You know, I'm just going to read this, and then if we need more explanation, we'll go to it. Broken Lines is out now on PC. I don't remember what that is. Pillars of Dust is releasing in March. I don't remember what that is. Yakuza 0 is now an Xbox One X. No, Xbox One. Um, well, it is on X, but it's, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's more it's broadly on all like the It's only 20 bucks, or it's on Game Pass, so you can go just go play that on Game Pass. Play it again, Josh. Yeah, I need to download it. <laughs> SteamWorld Quest is coming to Google Stadia. No one cared. Open <laughs> Tempest, uh, an open-world pirate RPG called Tempest. Um, okay, I, I've got a thing for pirate games, so let me check this out. Yeah, oh. probably don't want to. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, talk, talk, talk to Brad from Game Critics. You want to see how bad that is. <laughs> I, they're sailing in the oceans. It's octopuses and, and ship combat. 
How can it be bad? It's only 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, Came out of PC bucks. in 2016. <laughs> I think you answered so. your own question there, Chris. Oh, there are plenty of good $20 games. They just tend to be indie. VVV, what is this? VVVtunia. Oh, is this a, a Neptunia <laughs> oh, game? Yes. Put it together. <laughs> it's a spin-off it's a Neptunia to Neptunia. game set in the world of VVVVVV. Yeah, that yeah, would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, that's not what this is. I don't know. So what is this, Anna? I always go to you for Neptunia. What? Neptunia plus virtual idols. What's virtual idols? Exactly what it's. Have you played that? Is that part of the Neptunia games? They're Nep-Nep games, but no, they're different. What? (laughs) Are these actual games we got that you just didn't play? Yes, we got them. The, the, The virtual idol games? What are they called? Anyone know? Nobody knows. I don't know they're games. These these are YouTube channels, virtual idols. What? Are those actual champ? I'm so confused. Yeah, there's virtual virtual singers etc. That have massive YouTube channels in Japan. So they're making a nep nep game with the virtual Vocaloid girls. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've heard enough. I'm out of the gaming industry. No. Alder's Blood is getting a Switch release date. What is Alder's Blood? Um, okay, he's bleeding from the head. Okay. Uh, it's a, that's a tactical RPG. Anna, you into this? Accurate advertising. I'm deciding. <laughs> it looks a bit horror. At least it's on brand. Yeah, that's why I'm... not for you. <laughs> but the animation's cool, at least. Um, yeah. Who's this from? No Gravity Games. Do I know something they did? Uh, I feel like I do. Okay, well, I'll check it out later. And then Curse of the Dead Gods is available on Steam Early Access, and they announced some console versions as well. Uh, that's uh, another game. Yet another game in this series of quick, quick. Uh, what is this, briefs that, that I don't know anything about. Ooh, I'm a games man. Look at me. Cloudpunk. All right, guys. Guys, let's have a conversation. Just because Cyberpunk moved their name back a little, or moved their release date back a little, doesn't mean you can just release in April and everything's going to be great. <laughs> Cloudpunk yeah, <I> so. <laughs> is a Cyberpunk-themed role-playing game from developer Ion Lands that's coming out on PC April 23rd and on console later this year, which it's going to be a problem, I think, for them, but whatever, because... They're kind of overlapping with some thematic elements from another popular cyberpunk RPG that's coming out this year. I will leave you to guess the name of that cyberpunk RPG. Um, Okay. That's thing. Anyway, does this look good? Maybe it's really good and I don't care. It would be fine. I don't know. It's got like a hover car driving part to it. I, I get that it's cyberpunk and it's got or and or Star Wars punk. Because the the flying cars thing they did in the prequel films in Star Wars, if you remember, because um, I don't know why they did that, but they did. I mean, and then you're running around. Can't they just call it sci-fi? I, no, it's easy, different. Easy. It's different. It's not sci-fi. It's cyberpunk. It's a different thing. You gotta look it up. It's it's it is its own genre. I'm gonna stand by that one. But it is a subgenre of sci-fi. In, a, in an effort to hopefully have peace between us. Also, 
literally most of this trailer is just the car flying around and it looks like a gummy ship. So <laughs> I'm a little confused, but whatever. It's coming Don't out. Don't know where the RPG comes in. But, <laughs> yeah. They showed like a scene where there was like a, a dialogue window or a stat window. Yeah, here you could buy an upgrade to your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you want the car. Maybe that's the RPG. RPG. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this will be great. April 23rd, we'll find out then. Do we have a question of the week? No. <laughs> what does cyberpunk mean to you? No. <laughs> Are we just going to go questionless this week? No, we can't go questionless. Well, we don't have one, so I guess we're done. Well, what Anna. did we ask no. what they thought of the Final Podcast Fantasy has come to demo. a crash. Oh, yeah, that's a good Share one. Share your demo impressions because that that hasn't been happening all over the internet this week. <laughs> Didn't say we had to go with it. What's more disastrous in your mind, the Final Fantasy VII remake or coronavirus? No. <laughs> that's a loaded question, Chris. <laughs> no. How about what game are people going to play slash buy next? Because there's so many games coming out. Oh, that's we've done that. Yes, and but I like doing it, and we get fun answers. Just Animal Crossing, Anna. <laughs> Me. Then I want to know. What about are you buying Animal Crossing? You That'll get, be relevant by the time. You getting the crossing of the animals by the time of next week? Who's your are favorite you going your favorite to get Animal, animal Crossing? Exactly. All right, there you go. So are you going to get Animal Crossing? I did. I have to look up which one's Tybalt. Oh my gosh, Tybalt. I hate Tybalt. What? Why? I hate Tybalt because he's so active and it makes me jealous. He's a jock tiger. Tybalt, Tybalt hates you. Yeah. You gotta get in. I'm gross. Grah. <laughs> Grah. <laughs> and this marks a first for me. It is, the, it is the first like full price $60 game that I've bought digitally. Uh, Animal Crossing is? Yeah. Because I, I, I knew I was going to be jumping around, so I didn't want to have to fumble with swapping cards. Okay. I'm getting so hungry, so we need to keep moving. New game releases. Langrisser 1 and 2 remake is out this week. Alder's Blood for the Switch. Neo 2. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Some of those may have already hit last week, huh? No, I guess that's all this week. And then Murders by Numbers on the Switch and PC. Woo! What are you going to play this week? Peter. Um, I will be finishing up Dragon's Crown, and then, I don't know, maybe finishing Portal Knights, too. All right. Anna Marie. Murder by Numbers. Murder by Numbers. Kelly. Rune Factory. Alex Fuller. Embargoes. Embargoes. Also, the World of Champions Alpha is out next week, and I'll try that. What Champions Alpha? World of Champions. Royal it's like Champions. a volleyball, yeah. It's like a volleyball game that Ubisoft announced at E3 and looks fun. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Oh, more Doctor Thunder Fallout. More Doctor Thunder Fallout. All right, <laughs> Doctor Fallout continues. I'll probably do more Divinity Original Sin two, um, or maybe Brigandine for the PlayStation. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um. And uh, Anna and I have one more round of our Final Fantasy IV tournament to lose in, so we'll do that this week as well. <laughs> Stay tuned to our Twitch channels for that. 
If you'd like to leave feedback and answer the question of are you going to get Animal Crossing, you could do that a few different ways. Podcast at rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098. Leave a voicemail or send a text message to that number, 608-729-4098. And, of course, you can always tweet at us at twitter.com slash rpgamer. Uh, you can watch us live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can go to the website and leave form, or leave feedback in the discussion thread. Uh, don't go to the forums. I think the forums are going away soon. So, um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's what we got for you. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Anything else we should say? Bye-bye. Goodbye. Okay. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, everyone. Wash your it's hands. not just about washing off what got on them during the bathroom trip. It's about regularly washing them. It's 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 not... I know you didn't pee on them. Still wash them. It's It's about making a habit of being clean and getting the stuff off them that collects during the course of the day. I know. I know you didn't. I know. It's okay. That's not why I'm asking you to do it. Just just wash the hand. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>